What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Bitcast, episode 219. I'm your host, Ainsley Bowden, and we have the full panel back again. Dan tried to get away from us, but I told him there's a possibility many years from now that another Hitman game would be made, and he came running back. He was ready to talk about it. So that was it. We've <laughs> we've got a lot to talk about today sorry for the people live in the chat travis doesn't know how technology works so it's completely on him you can yell at him in the chat but anyway mr rodriguez how you doing man how was your trip to chicago it was good it was all right it was full of good food for the most part uh, except for that tgi fridays uh, that was more uh, for my wife chicago and, delicacy uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it's like a high-end Applebee's, which isn't really high-end. Uh, we spent yeah, about one hundred thirty dollars there to feed about six people because I didn't eat it because I refused. Uh, it was you know they brought too the many, food too out. Many details, like, uh, my friend. Too many details. Cast. Iron, I wanted to like, ask Dan if he got Super Dog, to... which is my favorite part of Chicago Land. I didn't get to get over there because oh, damn. We, everything got. I, I ended up getting the Wiener Circle, which is fantastic because they just cuss at you the entire yes. time. Yes. Uh, which is place. it's a good time. Uh, I had Portillo's about three times. He had Giordano's because it was convenient over Lou's, uh, but it was still really good. Um, it was a good time. I got a cool, uh, you know, hat. <laughs> that's about that's about all I got. I usually <laughs> leave, I leave tomorrow and we're going to Vail. Uh, never been there. I don't ski or do anything physical, so we're gonna see how that goes. It should be fun. Or really, really boring, and it's supposed to rain literally every day. We're there, so wow, man! I demand a Dan vacation slideshow opening ten minutes <laughs> after any time he goes anywhere. We should just get just, pictures of you and Portillo like doing this. Uh. Here's Portillo's <laughs> visit one. Here's Portillo's yeah. visit number two. Like it would this be great. The, yeah, people it, would you love it. We smile. I mean, me and like this giant baby of a beef sandwich. You know, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. No. <clears throat> nice and you know him well the host of virtual legality and the ever popular and rapidly growing lawyers and dragons my friends good morning mr hope hey good morning Ains. good morning panel i'm excited about being here this sunday and yeah lawyers and dragons was a lot of fun yesterday we're really having a, a lot of fun with it and as i promised like two months ago we have sales tax licenses we have set up we have buttons pressed wires tied together we actually launched the store uh, with a complete redo by co-counsel, my lovely wife. Um, and uh, it's awesome, including this hat. Um, so it, it was a fun day yesterday as we tried to desperately fix things that were uh, slightly broken. Uh, whenever you launch a, uh, an e-commerce commercial endeavor, it's like, oh, okay, that's not going to the right place. And then so uh, that was a lot of fun. While also watching my Michigan Wolverines decimate another high school team. <laughs> they reduced them Gosh. by one-tenth? Yes, they reduced them by one tenth. I was using actually the Roman generals' use of the term decimate. Yeah, nice. Yeah, their morality is forever shaken at this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's true. Mm -hmm. It was UConn, man. They <laughs> lined them up and they killed every tenth man on the football team. <laughs> at and some point, I think the score was no that. different. That, yeah. I would watch football if that's how it worked. If you lose, <laughs> you you have to you go lose, through the process the of, of Roman decimation. Yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> And the reason we are late today, but we still love him anyway. Mr. Ty Guy Travis, what's happening, man? Man, I this is not my fault. The, <laughs> you guys need to understand what's been happening at the Travis household lately, which is I 
somebody on the IGN team went through a, a enormous personal tragedy who was supposed to be covering uh, the Tokyo Game Show. And I was supposed to get the week off, but instead it became Travis. Why don't you just cover the Tokyo Game Show the whole week? And I was like, sweet. Uh, and so I've been <laughs> running around trying to produce all this content and uh, and and sub for all the stuff that I didn't think I was going to have to do. And it's been chaos. And one of the casualties of that is that uh, my audio situation, I own a ton of audio equipment and it's very, uh, I've, I've gone through great lengths to set it up perfectly and i had to unplug a lot of it and reset a lot of it up last night and i thought it was working but it's really hard to test audio quality on something like Streamyard, and Streamyard sucks and uh <laughs> none of my tech worked and i'm using firefox right now to make this work i just want to put that out there that's those, these are the depths that i've had to sink to y'all to get this stream to so work. you're uh, anyway. you're a man blaming his tools is what i'm hearing yeah I mean, I'm never going to get on anybody for tech issues ever. <laughs> every time, every single live stream, five minutes before, it's like, ah. Yep. Yeah. Also, um, my computer does this thing where suddenly it decides it's draining too much power, right? Like it's got too much stuff plugged into it. So I currently have three chargers plugging in my computer to give it as much power as it needs to run the show. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's this is the clip that'll be used for man dies in horrible San Francisco fire. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. That honestly put me out of my misery at this point. This is chaos. So anyway, McClunky, I'm glad to be here, guys. Super yes, excited. Positivity. This morning. I love. I love the, uh, the, yeah, the the change from a man whose Wolverines just killed you know one tenth of a, of a college team uh, the state on of Connecticut. Yeah. They murdered yeah. them, and then and then me having to and then me. game show. Yeah. Oh, the I'm duality of man. <laughs> I, I'm I'm in great spirits, but yeah, no, I, I, that that sounds rough. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's weird times for you to cover Tokyo, right? I, yes, it was. My embargoes were like at 10 p.m. every day, yeah. so it was like, okay. okay, normally you're like, I've got to get this done at some point today with the video team so it can go live tomorrow. But this one was like, guys, it has to go live tonight. And so I had like yeah. no room for error. It was like, you have to get your draft in by like noon and then we need to work on it and get like the video edited and it has to be live at 10. And then I was just like, dude, this sucks. Those extra <laughs> hours. Cause I do most of my work in between the hours of like 10 PM and 5 AM. That's when I get sure. my IGN work done. So sure. Uh, I wasn't able to do that this time. Anyway. Anyway. Fun. Well, yeah. TGS is going on. We have an awful lot to cover this week. It's like every a ton of stuff happened Monday, which feels like a month ago at this point with how much is going on. But um, so we've got Tokyo Game Show. We had uh, PlayStation State of Play. We had a Nintendo Direct. We same had, day. How wild was that? Same day. We had <laughs> Call of Duty next, which was the whole Call of Duty thing. We had the RGG presentation, which Dan uh, lost his S for. Uh, we had, uh, what else did we, we've got more PlayStation and Xbox with Call of Duty debates. We've got, gonna, uh, well, we got them freaking launching attacks at each other. My <laughs> We're like yeah. DEFCON 3 here. Yeah. So there, there's an awful lot to go on. Obviously, you know, in a two-ish hour podcast, we're not going to be able to cover every aspect, but we're going to go through as much of that as we can. Um, just before we get started, I wanted to give a shout out to, uh, everyone supporting us on the audio channels. Like I said, we went over a hundred reviews on Spotify. So thank you very much. Uh, if you're on Apple as well, you can hit us up there, but, uh, it's greatly appreciated and chat. Good to see you this morning. Uh, excited to talk all this, uh, game news with you. We thank you even for the hateful ones. We see you. <laughs> we see you. 
Yeah, we we luckily don't get too many. Shockingly, there are a few that come through though that uh, yeah have a problem with us for some reason. All um, directed at me, dude. I got hate mail this week. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's, why don't we start with what we're currently playing? Because there's a couple things even beyond just the games we're currently playing, which we'll of course touch on. Is um, I figure we can kind of touch on some of the things from Tokyo Game Show here. Uh, there is a uh, demo of Wolong fallen dynasty which is uh one of the team ninja games coming out so that demo's up and i've tried that and we also i'm kind of mixing things together here because like i said there's a lot to talk about so bear yeah. with me but also uh let's, let's just yes. enjoy gaming man gaming's a fun pastime there you go so cyberpunk edge runners came out this week too yeah that's that's what i'm playing <laughs> <laughs> which is uh obviously the the tie-in to cyberpunk 2077 and it's gotten pretty rave reviews uh including from uh, the guy who re reviewed it for us but it's like a 98 or 100 percent on rotten tomatoes and people seem to love it so anyway um hoes give me the look already but no, no uh, it's fine i think our expectations have been lowered with horrible horrible video game things uh but no it's fine it's fine <laughs> let it go let it go right um, are we singing i i picked moana <laughs> <laughs> believe me you don't want me or you singing on this podcast i don't think so let me start with this i'll start with is anyone else playing it otherwise i can just touch on it real quick the modern warfare 2 beta on playstation 5 it's, it's uh, closed no. right Ains? i don't I'm it not is closed cool as, i'm not as cool as you man <laughs> all you had to do is pre-order it's not like i had special access or anything but yeah i didn't do that either Okay, so I'll, I'll touch on it real quick. So uh, Modern Warfare 2 beta is up on PlayStation side this weekend. It's their exclusive weekend, which is funny given what we're going to get to shortly. Um, but uh, open beta next weekend on Xbox and other platforms. And um, I will say that uh, I've said many times on the show, I am not a big Call of Duty guy. You know, I used to be. I feel like I've passed that phase um, primarily because the mechanics just don't personally for me they're not my thing anymore the whole kind of twitch shooting point shoot die insta that respawn TTK, bro yeah and the ttk in this which is you've probably seen if you follow the gaming community at all is insanely high uh, or fast i should say is a better word okay i i, I yeah. thought the opposite when you said it was high. yeah sorry yeah okay so it is like it's to the point where people are shooting before they come around corners you know, they're like aiming at a certain spot and walking around quarters already firing because on the other side of the screen, yeah, you really. are dead before you can even see what's around the corner. Uh, That's how the real military does it. They, find <laughs> the corner and just... they just start shooting, you know, and hope something's yeah. there coming. So I do it um, in real life, man. You do it. So it's around San Francisco. <laughs> so it uh that that bothers me a little bit but i think like you know i don't really have any big issue with the maps they have in there it looks pretty good the sound design is really really strong it's very um kind of punchy and intense you know if, if you're into nice. that kind of cinematic experience it's well done the haptics on the ps5 are are good too um it runs smoothly so really no big issues if you like call of duty uh but it's it's very call of duty if that makes sense so if you like call of duty multiplayer generally speaking and you like the modern aesthetic versus world war ii or, or futuristic uh i think you're gonna really like this uh but for me personally it it was almost a perfect reminder of why i don't play call of duty anymore um it's just not the game for me um so that is what it is. I am hugely excited, though, about what they showed at Call of Duty next in Warzone, which we'll get to a little later. Um, but yeah, so anyone else in the chat or anyone else playing Call of Duty, let me know what you think and I'll call it out. But 
Um, I will Sounds move like it's on. It's going to make a fortune based on that description. Oh, it's going to make it's going to make billions of dollars. Yeah. When we'll talk about Call of Duty next shortly, but between Modern Warfare Two, Warzone Two, which looks insane, and the new mobile, they're going to make. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. Um, anyway, so what else you guys been playing, man? I, I can I've got a few other things to talk about as well, but let's jump over to you. Give me something. Travis is playing Grounded. Uh, you knew Grounded, this. Grounded's a good game. I followed. See, Travis. Travis, you know, joined me on my Xbox. So I just, I actually don't even play games anymore. I just turn the Xbox on and wait. Um, see what I'm playing. Yeah, just for him to ding on. And I am like, oh. playing Grounded. I'm actually not playing a version of Grounded that is publicly available. I am. This I also the, figured. I'm playing the <laughs> 1.0 version of Grounded uh, that is going to come out. In over a week for its uh, its official debut. Yeah, and if you haven't guessed, I am reviewing Grounded for nice. uh, IGN. I actually so. couldn't tell that. I figured you'd have to use a number of people to like check on some of the multiplayer aspects. But I didn't know if it was you or not. Yeah, so I'm doing that. Um, I'm rolling with a crew of people that have agreed to play that game with me. I'm probably about fifty hours into the game right now, which like it is a survival game, but it also has a story. So it's kind of a lot of pressure to get through the game quickly because if you've ever played like a minecraft uh survival mode campaign like there's a lot of like work involved like you have to like build a base and collect resources and figure out how stuff works yeah. and so I, I am very impressed by this game so far because i played nice. it two years ago and it was like all right this is like a the bones of a survival game with no story <clears> and i was just like all right i you know i've played i feel like i've played games like this all the time like arc or what have you and i'm not um I've not been like super impressed by those games. They've done a lot with it over the past two years. Though. Arc is arc. Okay, I, I don't want to hate on arc because arc is super cool, but there there is a certain amount of like directionless feeling to those games, where it's sort of like you know you make your own fun and they're kind of like fun sandboxes, but you can't expect things like story or primary objectives that you need to be following and that sort of stuff. And uh, but your boy Vin Diesel's in arc too, man. I know. I'm. I mean, arc two. I'm. I'm all the way down on because it's <laughs> my boy. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, I I am I'm I'm very impressed with it so far. So I'll, I'll have more thoughts uh, after I've completed the campaign and played even more of this game. But I've I've played a ton over the weekend so far, and it's great. Um, I've Good. also played um, a lot of Capcom games. I covered all of Capcom's coverage for uh, Tokyo Game Show. So I have played Street Fighter Six with the new characters that were announced this week. Uh, which is which is oh can you god. expand upon that a, bit, a oh little bit oh my I'd god it, i can yeah i can talk about it it's it, the bar, embargo's up um that game is is butter smooth it's like it's so good i mean i, I I'm, I'm i'm i dabble in fighting games i wouldn't consider myself like the guy who was supposed to cover it was mitch mitchell saltzman and he's like a, a god when it comes to this stuff but um you know just as a guy who who dabbles in fighting games considers himself pretty good at mortal kombat uh i i was very uh very um impressed by how smooth and how uh approachable the game was i only had like 30 minutes with it and the new characters and uh was very much impressed by it so uh that game is super cool i also awesome. played the new resident evil village expansion uh, Sweet. which is called shadows of rose um and uh it's interesting it's a it's third person it's sort of feels like resident evil 2 a little bit i think they were they were trying to go for like an older school vibe uh much more survival horror than uh recent resident evil games um so that was pretty interesting got a how's it compared to six though it's not literally it, an Dan. unplayable game so yeah it's pretty, pretty, <laughs> it, 
It's pretty good compared to that one. Uh, <laughs> Village is the TGI Fridays of the Resident Evil series. <laughs> so it's delightful. I'm just kidding. I've, I've never even been in a TGI Fridays. So. It costs a bunch of money and it doesn't satisfy you when it's over. Wow. <laughs> let's, not, let's not move on stop, with that phrase. Stop. Yeah. I was about yeah. to make a joke that yeah. I didn't bite my tongue on. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I was like, what? I didn't leave you open for anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not tossing you softballs here, Travis. Oh, man. Why do you, you keep doing this, bro? Phrasing. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I've, I've played a lot of uh, different games this week, uh, probably forgetting a few, but it's it's been super cool. That's awesome. To, to play a bunch of games this week, <clears throat> most of them that aren't out. But yeah, Grounded is awesome. I'm excited to play. It would have been awesome yeah. if you got to, obviously, if this was planned well in advance, if you got to go to TGS and cover it there. That would have also been cool. Um, I found out I was going to be covering TGS the night before. Right, so, yeah. Yeah. You know. Not enough time to get to the land of the rising sun, but uh, I have been to TGS twice, two or three times for coverage in past years, and it is a super cool show. Very underrated. There are like some serious announcements that happens there. I just think they don't make as much of a, a splash here in the West usually, but yeah. uh, the show in general was really cool this year, and it was really awesome to be a part of it, um, And uh, even though it was stressful as heck. So. Gotcha. It's always one of my favorites, but I lean Japanese games. so You do. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big part of uh, a big part of obviously, I mean, goes without saying big part of what's been shown. And we got some big announcements that were kind of mixed between Tokyo Game Show. You've got Xbox doing TGS and you had the state of play uh, and then RGG. Obviously, the, the kind of Yakuza studio had their little own presentation uh, showing off four of presentations this week. It was almost yeah. like an three week. It was. It was nuts. It was nuts. Um, I will quickly mention um, just to add to currently playing that I am playing Deathloop on Xbox. Um, I'm sorry. Stop it. I was waiting <laughs> for you, Hoag. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's actually funny because I was playing it again and I can't talk in detail about it. I can just say I'm playing it. Um, I, That's weird. No, I'm there's an embargo on it. Wait a minute. I'm curious about what's embargoed. Yeah, the entire thing is embargoed. Are you serious? Yep. Why? I can't I, I'd go back to Bethesda me. and ask them for their reasoning if you want, but I didn't. I just said thank you, and I'm playing the game. I so they said, the they said I can say that I'm playing it, but nothing uh, uh, sure. review-wise or, or details. Until All right, well, Ains, why don't you tell us what you thought about the PS5 version? Of <laughs> yeah, I, re I actually reviewed the PS5 version. So I can yeah, go ahead and tell that. us about that, and then add on that you're playing Xbox at the end of it. Maybe that will be you know embargo legal. <laughs> never change corporates <laughs> it's crazy that's a crazy rule. Anyway. it is weird i i asked because it was in the you know how it goes travis it was in the email right embargo and i'm like well okay what what can i say then and it's just like that you're playing it and that's that's it okay new playable character uh, master chief on the game pass version also Bill <laughs> spencer is one of the assassins <laughs> that would be actually pretty cool um <laughs> But uh, I, it's funny, Hope, because I know that you weren't a big fan of Deathloop, and That's I reviewed right. it. I reviewed it previously, and I loved it. And I'm playing it again now, and I find myself like again, like getting back into it and really, really loving it. So just remind me, if you will, what you didn't like about it, because I'm I'm curious. I forgot. Oh, Deathloop. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I think God, this is th things I've put out of my head. Um, the Deathloop <laughs> areas are uh, small. The game doesn't use its conceit, which I think is well designed. I, I think the way I usually describe Deathloop is uh, they solved the problem that they had with what they were putting together as a concept. 
um, and then didn't have enough time to make it interesting with the actual uh, mechanisms that they had used to solve that. So the world feels like it's a uh, concept artist and an asset guy that got together and just sprinkled random crap all over the place. Uh, it doesn't have the kind of depth that it implies that it has when you start the game. And overall, about halfway through, you feel like you're wasting your time and you reflect on why you have gaming as a hobby at all. Mm. So like an eight. Uh, I have it at like a six. I mean, here's the thing, right? Moon Crash is Deathloop and Moon Crash is better. So what do you do with Deathloop? Moon Crash is better realized. It has more design elements. It's a smarter. You're, you're, you're not going to get arguments from me. I, I adore Prey and Moon Crash. There. Yeah, amazing. Moon Crash is is one of the best DLCs ever. <laughs> and Deathloop is clearly like, hey, Moon Crash. We'll we'll, we'll try it. We'll try it again. I, it just it, it wasn't impressive to me. Um, the AI was terrible. I, I heard that they improved that, but it was certainly terrible when I played it. Um, Finish the game, Hug. Yeah, I finished the game. Yeah, I um. Why, I don't know. Uh, so, just out of curiosity, Travis, why would that change? I was just wondering. Yeah. No, it, and and I, I think that, I mean, one of the issues I had was I think that the end, like the concept of the end needed a more snap, crackle, pop. It's it's very anticlimactic, I think, to finish Deathloop. Um, and after you put in that much work and, and time, I, I, I didn't enjoy it. Mm, fair enough. But I also didn't I, enjoy uh... the characterizations. I didn't enjoy, I mean, I didn't enjoy anything about Deathloop. That's interesting. I um yeah, I'm I'm I won't say I'm completely opposite, but I'm I'm pretty That's far on the opposite end of the spectrum. Different uh, strokes, folks. Of course, it's fine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Um but no, I really enjoy it. So I'll I'll talk more about it next week just in case there are any uh significant differences uh <laughs> that I can actually speak embargo. to. Uh yeah, but the, it like I said, <laughs> it is embargoed. The one question I did ask though, and I don't have an answer yeah. currently, yeah, is um it looks well, no, I can't even say that. Jesus, God. Well, I, I've asked Bethesda if it's using FSR, the Fidelity FX Super Resolution, which okay. AMD now has available on Xbox platforms, because the PC version of Deathloop was the first game to show off their uh, FSR 2.0. So oh, I'm okay. curious. It has... Oh, can't say that either. Jesus. It's just... We'll, we'll talk more about there's it next a new, There's a new enemy. I saw that. So I'm not reviewing it. I have no idea what's going on. They have a new enemy type. That's all I saw about it. They, cool. They throw paint. So there you go. There's oh. your spoilers. Okay. Dan. Yeah. Yeah. So Splatfest. Yeah. Splatfest. <laughs> yeah, Splatoon. So anyway, I will say this. If you if you didn't play the game on PS5, um, it obviously is coming to Game Pass this week. Not Game Pass. Go nuts. Yeah. And play it. Enjoy it. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and see what you think. We'll talk more about it next week. All right, uh, Edge Runners. Did anyone watch Edge Runners, the cyberpunk yeah. anime? You watched yeah. it. Did you watch yeah. the whole series? No, I'm about halfway through. Okay, I've only watched one episode. Um, the, uh, Zach at uh, Season Gaming uh, watched the whole thing, reviewed it for us. He gave it an eight and a half, um, and I saw that. Uh, I think IGN gave it a nine. Um, I think that some other sites is pretty highly regarded. So uh, it sounded like you weren't as high on it, Hogue. Where where are you at with it? Well, I, so uh, I'm not an avid anime watcher. I will Maybe. say that, like, uh, in terms of, like, these projects, when I think of, like, what deserves highest praise, it's not anywhere near Arcane. It's not anywhere near um, Arcane. Yeah, Arcane's the name. I'm so confused now because I'm like, Deathloop. Arcane makes Deathloop. No, it's Arcane is the show. <laughs> I'm there. Um, it's not anywhere near what Arcane put together, which I thought was well-deserving of all the high, high levels of praise mm. that people gave it. Okay. Um, I, I think it is, it is competent, and I think that people don't expect that. 
when you talk about a Netflix anime sh- anime show that's you know based on a brand that's uh, a little bit or, yeah or dirty. Yeah, exactly. Or cyberpunk. And I think in the very first episode, Angie, you could probably tell it's like, oh, it's it's more interested in telling a character story than just action scenes. And that's nice. Yeah, you're, you're thinking it's going to be, you know, it's whatever. It's going to be sexy matrix shots and, and uh, dubstep and and, you know, it's whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's got that. And it's got like way too much gratuitous anime nudity. Uh, and I don't know who that does anything for, but. Uh, it most is um, playlist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the average anime fan? Like it's it's a combination oh boy. of thirst, thirst for flesh, thirst for violence. It's really it's about quenching your thirst. That's what anime is all about. Well, they like got a clip of the week already. Twenty five minutes go. in. Throw it in there. Hey, like I, wa- I watch a lot of anime. And my fiance is really into anime, and I can tell you the thing she's looking for: a little bit of nudity, a little bit of violence. Call it a day. So she's We've learned board. a lot about the Travis household today. Oh, haven't Hogue, we, there is. Um, I, I'm exposed to a lot of anime. Did you know that there's an anime? And I'm sorry, guys, I cannot remember the name, but it is a sports anime wherein it's a competition where you have to knock somebody off of a platform. It's like a, a two-person competitive. Uh, fictional sporting event okay. but you can only use your butt or your boobs to do so that is the entire premise of the anime uh is that where the naked hd link takes us to that yeah that's that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah they're the, the people from other hd anyway uh, my point is anime is crazy and uh go, go on sorry for the interruption no no not at all not at all so no, so you know i don't think that that adds much to anything but it does have um character g thank you kaijo I think it's, I think it's pretty obvious, you know, where it's going from the start. It's not trying to hide, hide balls as it were. Um, and so I think, uh, I, I think it's fine. I, I eight, I don't know how it ends. Like I've seen about four or five, um, eight would surprise me, but it, it's, it's a seven. Whereas arcane is like close to a 10. It's like a nine or something like that. Okay. So, uh, all right. Yep. So I think, uh, people generally, uh, liking it. Um, yeah, I think it's likable. Yeah, there's people in the chat saying it's good. Uh, I, I have heard the saying that the same, excuse me, that it's character based story and uh, the arc of the characters is really good. So I'm just I'm not a big anime guy, so I struggle. I did like the Witcher one because the it's Trigger Studio that did the Witcher one. And now this one uh, with CD Projekt Red for Netflix. And I, I actually enjoyed the Witcher one quite a bit. So I'm going to try to push forward on this one uh, and see. But there's like some it. cool stuff. They use some of the main theme, like the music. Like there's a lot of stuff that actually links like directly to the game in a way that's kind of mm-hmm. palatable. Uh, the apartment looks the same as your first apartment. Like there, there, there's yeah. the choices that they made where it's like, this is this is straight from the game uh, where yeah. you often have like a little bit of a disconnect. And that's at least somewhat cool. Um, does, it, does it take place in the cyberpunk red kind of universe? The the one that's in the game, the 2077? Yeah, it? I mean, it's yeah, connected, yeah. it connects the game directly. Yeah, it does. And in the game, you know, with that release we talked about last week, when this came out on Netflix, they also released stuff from Edge Runners into the game. So now you can get the Edge Runners like outfits. You can get some new guns. You can I need to get back in that game. I still beat Cyberpunk, man. I still get to it, man. Get to it. <clears throat> all right. Uh, I touch on Wo Long real quick. So uh, if you didn't oh, see yeah, this, I played that too. That was cool. Yeah. So it's if we're doing demos, I'm bringing in Valkyrie Elysium. I'm just warning you. That's fine. No worries. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> so Wo Long is uh, uh, Team Ninja. Demo went up uh, this weekend, like I said. Now, if you were paying attention to this, when it first launched, because I downloaded it right away and played it, 
you could get through the tutorial, but as soon as it went to the game game portion, the level demo, it would crash um, like right away every time. So they've apparently fixed it. I haven't gone back since, so I've only done the tutorial. So I can't talk much about it, but it's pretty clear from the combat mechanics. They're going for a, uh, you know, Team Ninja slash Sekiro approach here, right? They're trying to mix some elements. And it, it felt pretty good. Character creator is really strong. So I'm excited to play more of it for sure. I don't know, Travis, if you pr probably played more than I have. I played the demo, the whole, yeah, the whole demo. Um, okay. Yeah, I, my initial thoughts are it is sort of like a... Weirdly, it kind of reminds me that if like Sekiro had a baby with like Dynasty Warriors, it's like a it's it, it's something combat. a little more actiony type. Yeah, it's way more yeah. actiony, and it yeah. and it's combat. It, dying matters less, I would say. You kind of just sort of like come back, and you can get to where you were pretty quickly, and and um, it you know it's not as punishing. It doesn't it, you don't lose all of your resources for dying. You lose I think half of them, and then you can get them back pretty easily. Um, enemies get stronger when they kill you too which i think is pretty funny they like level up and then you have to go back and try to kill them again and get revenge um and that's the only way to get back your resources that you lost you have to kill them um yeah the yeah i mean i was playing the fire style which is like all aggressive it's all just attacking so maybe that's the style i chose that made it feel that it was a little bit more kind of mm. hack and slashy um no because i know there I are played, some other... i played it yeah it's i played the stealth thing same thing travis same so. thing just hack okay. and slash yeah so that that's yeah. kind of what it felt like for me, but uh, I'm interested to see more. I, yeah, I'm interested to see more. the dem The demo was in was uh, was an interesting showcasing. Um, I don't know where it left me to stand, but it also was like a blip in my week. Like it was like, oh, you got two sure. hours to yeah. play this demo, and then I went back to my life being on fire. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm. Uh, it is pretty challenging. I got murdered by those cats so much, man. Those guys were just. They just attack you like nine times in a row, which mm. is hilarious. So yeah, that's where I stopped. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> I, yeah, I was yeah, just I, I'm actually shocked that I made it that far. Um, it's 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 not. No, I that's what I was going to ask you, Dan. Is it still too hard for you? And that in yeah, from I, a I hated comment. every second of it. But, but, why do you need 15 different buttons to block and 18 different ones to attack, or combinations of said buttons? Hold R1, press X, or circle, or triangle. Like, listen. I need an attack, I need a heavy attack, I need a dodge, and I need a block. All right? And what do whatever you want with those four buttons. I don't need 20 different combinations. And I don't understand why these games do that kind of stuff. It's super infuriating because you're doing, you know, I, I can't remember all this stuff. I can barely remember I put my socks on in the morning. <laughs> and you want to remember 15 different, you know, summons slash magic slash parry dodge parry dodge you know I, I don't know which one's which you can dodge this but you can't dodge this or parry this incoming attack this way but parry this incoming attack a whole different way just let me parry all right i can probably get a timing down with that <clears throat> i can't do it with this game i did hear i was like man this is gonna be cool did you play on no. ps5 dan because uh i, fellow, I did fellow fellow ign or destin uh ran through it on playstation and he said that there was input delay especially when it came to block timing which was crazy to me i i didn't experience that on xbox but apparently you know, people are saying there's a little bit of delay on playstation if i'm going to tell you something right now travis if it's it's totally 100 me and if there's an input okay. delay it just made it worse it's just, it's just it's just basically i was going to say you just asked my Dan inability if recognizing millisecond input delay <laughs> no nope couldn't tell you because no, i was try. dead far far before could you recognize input delay if it was on hitman uh no, probably not. 
I probably couldn't recognize a whole lot of stuff, actually, just to be honest with you. I'm pretty <laughs> recognize the face of your father. I mean, yeah, of course. Okay. Cool. I mean, I'm just I'm just doing a nice <laughs> dementia check for you, man. I just care about your health. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Uh so man. someone, I think it was Def Floyd asked, uh, Travis, did you beat the last boss of the demo? No, I got to the boss and then I thought that it would save if I turned it off. I had to go do something else. And uh Turns out you have to beat that entire demo in one shot. There is no save functionality. So when I booted up the game again last night, I was like, ah, but you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It, it, it's like maybe an hour. If you, now that I know what to do, I'll probably just rush through it and get to the final boss again. Uh, but yeah, the final boss is cool. I'm, I didn't really get to fight him, but I'm, I'm excited to get through it in the demo. Cool. Demos yeah. are cool. Demos are All right, cool. Hogue. Tell us about your demo, it. Hogue. Get Thanks us for bringing it. them back. Well, Valkyria Elysium, not Valkyria, that's a different series. Valkyrie Elysium had a demo that released as well. I think out of TGS. I actually wasn't following it closely enough, but I assume. Um, and uh, it is uh, it, it's significantly smoother and, and better than I had thought it would be based on just the trailer. Square Enix, not great at trailers, folks. I but mean, you we know the point. You know the funny thing, Hogue? I was having trouble picturing this game. And then uh, Valkyrie Elysium, I was like, it's got to be Square. It's got to be. <laughs> it's just, I mean, that's that's one of their titles to it. It's the Valkyrie right? Profile series, right? Okay, so yeah. Valkyrie yeah. Profile. And they've done like offshoots that, and the series is like a mess in terms of like where things go and in, in, in which order and they just slap words on them. This is like a, um, I, I suppose it's, it's, a, it's a third person melee action adventure type thing. So it's, it's the closest is like a Souls. It is not that, just to be clear. Um, it's, it's things out there, uh, in, on the field and you hit them with your sword and you pop them into the air and you do those kinds of things with the Ihinyar instead being like, um, uh, like people that you add to, to cover multiple folks at once. So you're using ghost fighters to, to fight other things while you focus on one thing. Uh, it's significantly better than I thought it would be. It's exactly the right, uh, use of a demo, I would say, because I had dismissed this as whatever square. Um, and, uh, the demo was like, oh, well, this is kind of fun. Um, it's actually reminds me a little bit of playing the stranger paradise demo. And so far as it's like, oh, all right, this is super weird, but it's not, it's, it's, there's something there. Um, so, I mean, like, that's all I really wanted to add is it's a demo worth checking out. Um, and, uh, it's the, uh, probably you guys will like it. Sequel to disco Elysium. Yeah. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it's all of that. And you get in the Valkyrie's head. She talks to you about her alcoholism. It's quite, it's nice. quite a different now, thing. Now I'm intrigued. You didn't have it yeah. before, but now. Do you guys I'm like Disco Elysium? I really like yes. that game a lot. Yes, Disco Elysium was yeah. like my third favorite game of that year. It was nice. actually the game I was playing on my Steam Deck on the last flight I took. It was awesome. Nice. I sat there for like I, three I hours a, straight. I have, kind of, I have a kind of funny story about Disco Elysium, which is that. Uh, the, back when I was first starting IGN reviews, I've only been reviewing for IGN for a couple of years, so Disco Elysium was pretty early on, and yeah. uh, I was assigned it to review because nobody on the IGN team wanted to review it because they were like, "Ah, oh, we've never heard of this game." And I started playing it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this game!" <laughs> I think is you like, told oh, me that before. This game yeah. is amazing, and no one knows it. And then uh, somebody on the team 
started playing it and they were like oh my god this game is amazing then they so take they, the review away from they you? took the review away from me they uh they paid me what is called a kill fee which is like they pay you to like <laughs> not yeah. finish the review and uh yeah I, I got a kill fee and i was like oh because every game i'd reviewed up until then was like not very good and i finally got one i was like nobody <laughs> knows game this game stints. is amazing and then they found out it was amazing and they were like actually we do want to review it i was like oh i thought you were going to say it was like your first or your second review and you were turning it in and it was going to be like a nine they're like we don't what in the hell is this guy we no. don't even believe you my first <laughs> review was for ign was a game called uh oh god that um, good huh no it was a i gave it a three uh it <laughs> was yeah it was really really bad uh Travis's memory is all a series of blackouts oh, where he tries. Oh my to god! I, I played through this game four times. That's the one I got death threats on. My it's just IGN it's just blackouts review. and the IGN oh, review scale. Review? That's it. My first review. Yeah, I was so there's a small club of people who have had to report to the FBI for death threats. I'm on that list, and I got there with my first review, which <laughs> like you started off with a bang, man. Just started off with a bang. Amazing. So, yeah. yeah. You know what? When, when I considered how to how to form this final four panel this beautiful panel we have here now you know death threat level death was threat. i remembered it decay of logos the game was called decay of logos you never forget okay. your first i got it all right we all had to have death threats in order to make the panel is that yeah yeah i mean you mm -hmm. and travis were doing good work in that area so you know dan has received death threats for an unrelated issue yeah but i have had people wish yeah. me significant harm yeah it's, it's, um, it's mostly from my doctor when he's like you really need to stop eating all those damn funions dude that's crazy <laughs> um, up, man hogue for uh yeah. afropunk says it reminds me a bit of ease uh, well, he's, uh, and, and, and uh, Famcom, I believe it is, uh, in general, is like some of my favorite stuff in terms of lighthearted adventure. East is one of my favorite series ever. I, that would be its its ceiling to me, is if we could capture okay. some of that joy of East. Um, but it does, I think, in, I think they're referring to like the battle system, which is kind of light, but has enough going on that you're, you're paying attention to it. Actually, East, like nine is, is actually, uh, or eight is probably a pretty good, it's pretty good analog, so good job, Chatter. Um, in terms of actual vibes, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Well, it's just a, it's just a demo at this point, right? So. It is just a demo, but I think it's just so funny. I would love to be on a fly on the wall because it's like, wow, people aren't really reacting to our trailer and think it looks like garbage. We should probably show people what this game actually plays like. Like that's mm. that that was like the right choice for them. It's like, oh, yeah. it's now on my list. I will now buy it actually from this demo. Good. Um, and you know, that's, that's the opposite of, oh, we put a demo out and everybody's like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh no. All right. Um, all right guys. So let's jump over to a bunch of these main topics. We're going to start yeah. as, uh, we did with our, uh, our thumbnail today with call of duty. Cause we had a couple, a couple major sure. things call of duty this week, uh, which is call of duty next presentation, which was basically, Activision, uh, Infinity Ward, etc., getting together and showing off the future of Call of Duty, which includes the mainline games, Warzone 2.0, and mobile, which I'll get to in a second. But we're going to start with, first of all, uh, the whole thing with PlayStation and Xbox and the continued, uh, you know, interesting stuff there. And Hogue, I know you cover this in depth. So uh, I'm going to uh, let you get to that here briefly. But before we jump into that, two things. One, uh, love to see so many people watching us live this morning. Thank you so much. Please hit that like button if you're enjoying the conversation. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, as Hogue always points out, if you like to see more of this type of conversation, 
liking, subscribing, commenting. It helps. It'll get rid of the garbage in your feed and add good old guys at Big Cast up top, which really helps. And Folks, I, I think you should hit like just because of how awesome Ains was at soliciting that like. <laughs> I think we need to encourage him. We get more of what we incentivize, folks. That was fantastic. Yeah. I, I suck at self-promotion, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, and then I've got two Super Chats uh, I want to get to before we get to the main topics as well. So uh, Luke in the house, Xbox Expansion Pass. Uh, $2 Super Chat says, I'm ex I'm surprisingly excited for Modern Warfare 2. Uh, I don't think you're alone there, Luke. I think that that's kind of the sentiment I've seen for a number of people. Uh, it feels like this is the call of duty that the, the core, when I say core, because there's like thousands of developers and eight studios that work on Call of Duty, but like this is their main kind of one. Like Cold War was, if you know the development, that was kind of a mess. Vanguard got pushed up and was kind of a mess in many ways. This is the one that they've been focused on over the past few years. So, like I said at the top, if uh, from the from what I've played at the beta, if you are a Call of Duty player, you will like this game. Um, Two dollars excited though. I mean, yeah, it's a bit much, Luke. A bit much. <laughs> and then Gecko Gamer in the house, five euro super chat. How much did COD change since I played the last time? The last time being Ghost. Wow, Ghost. Okay, okay, you're back. Uh, what eight years? Nine years? I guess he. Really didn't like Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost is kind of the modern joke among the Call of Duty community, right? It's the one that gets kind of poked at as laughed at uh, the most. I would say that uh, it's, well, it depends what you talk about change, right? There's a lot of uh, systems that play in the new Call of Duty. There's Gunsmith 2.0 in the new one where you build out your weaponry. Um, so there, there's a lot of kind of uh, intricacies to how the game functions that I think have changed a lot since Ghost. Never mind the presentation, obviously, the sound well, design. Warfare. I mean, I think it's worth noting that Modern Warfare yeah. is uh, in in a, in a slightly different branch, <clears throat> the new Modern Warfare's than the the Black Ops and the Cold War stuff. It is. There's a slight heavierness. There's the mantling and the and I mean, Modern Warfare as a series is designed to be a little bit like. 2% closer to Battlefield um, and in the Call of Duty universe. So that's that's the direction they're going. That's why they're moving Warzone into that model. Um, and that's a little different than Ghost and, and Black Ops. It is. Yeah, yeah, that's very fair. So I, I would say give it a shot. I mean, there's an open beta next weekend, right, for everyone. So just log in, play it, try it, see what you think. Uh, the big discussion I can tell you right now, as I already mentioned, is the time to kill and whether or not that will be tuned prior to full release but we'll see and and again some people like the really fast ctk so yeah it's a different kind of game Do yeah but it's like the opposite of halo i mean and you love halo so i mean it's like yeah if you're a halo player like me uh the, these games couldn't be further apart and the guys that i played this demo with over the weekend i played with several different people and the guys who play halo is like yeah no <laughs> like it's, it's, it's just different. a different game yeah different game so anyway, thank you, gents. Uh, okay, so Call of Duty next. But before we get into Warzone 2.0, which I'm very excited to talk about, and I don't say that sarcastically. I, I really, really am. Hogue, we yeah. know a couple days ago you put up a, a new episode of Virtual Legality talking about the ongoing craziness with PlayStation and the Call of Duty IP as it relates to the Activision Blizzard deal. Yep. Oh, drama. Yeah, drama in the gaming community, and everyone's talking about it. So we might as I well I straight up have... don't think this is healthy, honestly. Um, well, but I, but I lay that at the feet of Sony. Yeah. So tell us why, because as you well know better than probably anyone, there's a lot of chatter, a lot of nonsense out there about this. So what's going on in reality? 
Yeah, I'm, so what you're looking at right now is we're in the middle of the regulatory review. We've had some regulators like we talked about in this space in the UK say, hey, we're going to look at this further because it could possibly lessen competition, all this good stuff. Um, but for the most part, throughout this last eight month period, the companies, and I'm using that to refer to Microsoft and Sony, have done what they do, which is their rivals. They want your money. And if it's going to be between them and you, they want your money over you giving it to the other guy. But they've been genteel about it. You know, uh, uh, boxers in the old in the old suspenders <laughs> in the 18th century and whatnot. And um, that has escalated very rapidly over the last three weeks um, with uh, essentially Phil going to The Verge and saying we offered them a deal in January that they poo-pooed. Jim responding with, oh, screw him. He didn't offer me a decent deal. And then this last couple of days, Sony now directly talking to Games Industry Biz in particular twice um, and escalating things and really escalated it further uh, with a comment that basically said that this deal is bad for the gaming industry and bad for gamers um, with the implied sentence there being, we're going to fight it uh, tooth and nail. And I, I did a video on it. Different people can interpret these things different ways. This is a substantial escalation in rhetoric um, from Sony, which implies a number of things, one of which is Sony thinks that they might be able to swing regulators into blocking it um, and that it's worth the, it's worth the swing um, because one of the things that will happen is they, they're still unlikely to. Um, and they're you know putting their street cred on the line here while they announce that their PlayStation 5s are being priced up in by 10% in every region on earth except the United States while they announced that they didn't bother to add backwards compatibility to their new undoubtedly expensive VR headset. While they announce all this crap, they're just getting every bad idea you've ever heard from a company out of the way in one year, maybe for better times in the future. But Xbox then takes that mantle and Phil Spencer does the thing that I said he would do with the price increase a couple weeks ago and say, Oh, no. Yes, we're hurting. You know, costs are up around the board. And yes, definitely. That's increasing the price of getting an Xbox into your hands. But we understand that that pain means pain for our customers. And we just couldn't increase the price on, <laughs> on those people. That wouldn't be the right thing to do. And I'm like, yep, that's the that's the that's PR the play. Um, that's the move. And, and and it's you are getting into a place where, where you might actually see honest to God fireworks between these two that are usually trying to kumbaya. And the gaming is great for everybody and we're building the pie. And you see that more from Microsoft to, to Sony, which yeah. Microsoft has been in the rear position for, you know, six or seven years. Um, and I, I, this is not, this is not great, Bob, in, in my opinion. And I, I think, I think Sony is making a lot of wrongheaded decisions for what they believe to be short-term gain. Uh, I don't think they will get that gain. And I think they're really risking a future um, going forward. But, you know, if they block the Activision deal, bully for them, I guess. Uh, but it's it's not the way that I usually would recommend folks comport themselves. The problem as I see it is that Sony stopped playing the infinite game. I don't know if there's any game theorists here, but yep. they, you know, they're they're making decisions based solely on what they think will benefit them now rather than thinking in, you know, long terms. And I think... Microsoft is beating them right now because they're playing an infinite game. They're making decisions that somewhat seem like they might work against Microsoft, but they're doing it because they're trying to present a company that stands for certain things like cross-play and backwards compatibility and all of the you know stuff that they're working on uh, as, as, as a company right now. And I think that that is 
frustrating Sony to the point where Sony's making some pretty chump moves uh, when, when it comes to this, because it's really not in Sony's best interest, I don't think, long term to combat this deal. Like Sony is spending a lot of Agreed. its money also trying to be a monopoly when it comes to games or at least a major influencer. And they are a bigger influencer than Microsoft in this industry right now. So it's crazy to me to see them uh, take a stance like this, because if you don't think that all these quotes aren't going to be used for them in 10 years when they try to make some crazy acquisition like I just I don't I don't see how that doesn't happen. Um, so I I yeah I I, I still think that this deal is probably going to go through, um, but it's definitely getting messier than I thought it was going to get. I must say, I I'm I didn't surprised. anticipate oh, doing, doing scorched earth. I I didn't anticipate this. I honestly the re, one of the reasons I criticize this is this honestly feels emotional, uh, and mm -hmm. but when whenever you get to emotionality in your corporate messaging, you, you're 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 losing. Um, like that is, that is when you've gone too far. That is when you should write the press release you want to write. You put it in the drawer and you burn that drawer and you throw it in a lake. Uh, you don't put this kind of crap out there. And that, that quote that they actually gave to games industry biz, I was like, oh, what? Th this wasn't even a question that required that kind of response. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it was out of nowhere and it's like, okay, great. Um, and, and their, Microsoft their PR company must be pissed. Microsoft's right. been playing with kid gloves. I mean, I, I don't know how, I don't know how many people realize it, but my, Microsoft can really start. You saw it a little bit in their response to their counter notice to the Brazilian regulatory report, but it's like they can wield a whole lot of crap. If we want to start talking about exclusionary market practices, I mean, like we, this is, I, it's not healthy <laughs> for for these two to be doing this, and it's just a matter of time, I think. Um, you know, Microsoft is not going to stop playing this. Remember, if regulators stop their deal, they owe Activision billions. Um, Microsoft is not going to stop this fight. Um, and I, all hell could break loose before it goes the other direction. And I, I think, yeah, and people come on my channel and get mad at me because I'm, I'm, I, I hammer Sony on this stuff uh, because they're the ones mostly making the mistakes this year. Uh, and, you know, people are, have short memories, but I hammered Microsoft last year. Uh, and it's, uh, I, <laughs> it's so out of whack. And, and some of that is regulators because the regulators are signaling things that are out of whack with the laws and the things that they're otherwise, um, you know, governing that they're regulating. And so all of this gets very, very messy because under all of this are, especially on the FTC side, which I know better than the UK side, are threats or possible threats or actions that are very likely to lose in court. And like Microsoft is holding that card. Um, and if they decide to fight it that direction, you have even more kind of at bare minimum bodies in the streets, right? Like you, you have Activision sitting out there in limbo. You have, you know, Sony doing whatever the heck they want. And then you have Microsoft trying to get this deal done because they want to make more deals. Um, and it's, this is not this is not great. Let's just go with that. Okay. So let me let me uh, get the super chat right now then because it applies directly to what you're talking to. So Don Lionheart in the house with the $10 super chat. He says in my opinion, Phil fired the first shot and broke business decorum by publicly saying he sent a deal to Sony before it was signed. If that happened in a contentious deal I was part of, I'd be peeved too. So Now, nah, he said he sent it in January, Don. This was months and months ago, and it was exactly the same time when the tweets went out that said we're talking about keeping it on Sony's PlayStation for the foreseeable future. So, like, nothing was added in that particular language. Sony responded 
because they wanted to respond. Uh, Sony was undoubtedly now in retrospect looking at this like, oh, we, we, we're going to tell them how I can't believe they're getting this much white knighting and, and good credit. Microsoft's, you know, the, our rivals and all this stuff. And I don't blame them. Microsoft is playing a great PR game and some of it's bullshit. All right, Don, Jim, I agree. Um, but but what happens there is they used any excuse they could find. I, I'm fully of the belief that Phil could have sat there and sat silently for three minutes. He would have said, oh, that bitch eating her crackers. And Jim Ryan would have come out with the same damn quote that he did. Um, so I, I think there's just some real tumult at Sony. And yes, if that had happened in the while it was still pending in January, if that quote comes out, I'm with you. Nine months later, that's a debt that is dead as a doornail. Um, and Phil's trying to get credit, which maybe is a, a little bit of a step over the line. The frickin' nuclear arsenal being dropped on him uh, from Sony just makes him look bad. It was Again, bait, and they took it basically. Yeah. Maybe not Possibly. intentional bait. Maybe I mean, like that's fourth degree chess. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think it was intentional either. But the fact that that was all it took to set them off, it's like, dude, you have to have better control over yeah. your 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 PR presentation than that. I yeah. give full credit to Games Industry Biz, man, because they got like a freaking hotline to a red phone to Jim Ryan. He's like, Jim, you have a bad morning, buddy. You want to tell us anything? Hey, give it, give us a quote. Yeah, just we're listening. We're listening. <laughs> I mean, Don, thank so, you very much for the super chat. Appreciate you. I guess here's my question. We talk about this whole deal going through. Is there any, I can't think of anything this big of an acquisition where it could potentially cause issues uh with player bases in the future depending on what microsoft wants to do um uh, it, it, has there ever been anything aside from maybe bethesda to a certain extent i mean these aren't i'm picking up spiders you know and and we're we're, we're acquiring spiders this is acquiring fire, fire or the, whatever the hell sony picks up every day <laughs> yeah arc yeah some weird crappy yeah thing that i've never heard of but yeah i mean it, it, i mean it we love you developers for sure has potential yeah, right too. to, to, to kind of disrupt how the console space at least looks going forward in you know 10 years and and that's not to say and even phil said you know we're not done yet you know we're not done acquiring studios at what point no, they open the wallet yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean it is what it is i mean i i don't necessarily care because i don't play any real activision studios but games except from diablo but i i i i'm not a big fan of consolidation anyway i'm not a huge fan of exclusive content in that you know it i i just don't like i wish everybody could play everything obviously but yeah that's not going to happen it's not it's not how the business works i know that um but at what point i guess does does this become an issue after they acquire say ubisoft or after they acquire something like an ea you know when all of a sudden sure. Madden, you know at what point i guess guys does does this get concerning where the consolidation because you know, people will sit there, oh, they, you know, Sony has all these exclusive games. They don't have Call of Duty. They don't have Overwatch. They don't have Diablo. They don't have level games at that level, aside from maybe Destiny, which they've already said is not, you know, going to be, you know, going anywhere. That's probably was somewhere, you know, it, it, it's, I can't think of anything else. And even Destiny isn't at Call of Duty, Duty's level. Nothing is Nothing Call is. of Duty. Nothing is. Oh, I mean, Fortnite, this is a huge, <laughs> huge acquisition that goes through. You know, and I don't know what these guys are talking about behind the scenes. I, I don't like either one of them. I mean, you guys, <laughs> a lot of people. I hate Jim Ryan. I hate Phil Spencer. I think they're both, you know, businessmen in the end. They're they're sitting there in their in their hate's a strong pros. word. Hate's a strong. I don't word. like, them, like both. them I don't like either one of them. 
I think that people are duped with this Uncle Phil crap. I think that's that's crazy to think that these guys are your friends. I think it's crazy that they use the, the worst part about it is they go on these podcasts of, of that are just all hyperbole and they go on there because they know that they, they've got the fan base, they've got the following, and it's probably people that we know. And I don't really that we are friends with this analysis on the Phil stuff. All right. Uh, but you do it, have to give him credit. He's, he's gifted in in presenting himself as your cool uncle. Uh, yeah. that oh, he's a very, very talented guy. At what he and that's does. marketing. No, it, that's, yeah, it, Jim Ryan, to his credit, which is not a sentence I usually start, um, it doesn't try. He's not going to pull off cool uncle, so he'll just be asshole no. in a suit. Right. Um, 100%. I mean, I, my, my impression of Phil, Phil sorry, Phil, is that... Uh, he works for a giant company that is prone to doing evil things because it's a giant company, but he right. himself is trying to, trying to like toe the line and be as, you know, he's trying to keep his soul while being the leader of Xbox. That kind of seems like what he's trying to do, but I don't think he always succeeds. And obviously he's trying to put the business first because that's who his obligation is to, but uh, I don't think he's all that bad. And Jim Ryan, I don't think is that bad either. He's just sort of like maybe. I don't know Jim you know, Ryan as a person. I think he's a cancer on Sony Inter Interactive Entertainment. 100%. I don't think he's made great decisions, but I don't think he's yeah. a bad guy. I'm just trying to. I, basically, I can't judge that. I, ne never will yeah. you hear me say Jim Ryan, that guy's an, uh, you know, an asshole or he's a bad person. He makes bad decisions and he's bad for Sony. That's that's my position Probably. on it. I generally agree with Travis. I mean, I. I've had the pleasure of meeting Phil um, and, and, you know, trying to look at this from a, a non-biased point of view. I think, I think uh, Phil, Phil is masterclass at interacting with people in general and getting a message out uh, that is suitable for all audiences, if that makes sense, uh, which is a very hard thing to do at the level he's at. I think people forget, often forget. We look at Phil as a, a fellow gamer and he is, which is awesome. And we look at Phil as someone who uh, is really in tune with the community, and he is, which is awesome. But to Travis's point, he is one of the top 16 members of the roundtable at Microsoft, and he's the CEO of Microsoft Gaming. Uh, and that is a, I think people lose sight of just how broad of a responsibility and how big of a responsibility that is. And you have to keep in mind that uh, I, I know what Dan's saying is you should just be careful because at the end of the day, the bottom line is what matters to both of these guys. I'm going to say this. Uh, this might be Microsoft, not any better than Tencent or any of those other stupid Chinese companies whoa. are over there. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. Just Be better than Tencent. Listen, better they are, than they Tencent. are a giant corporation. <laughs> this is not – it. They they control so much crap. We I have mean, so much to talk about today, and here we're going. No, that it's not Microsoft good, Tencent bad. Everybody gets upset when Tencent acquires something. Microsoft does it. It's like, oh, look at Phil. You know, I I don't even know what to say. I mean, I'm not, I'm I not mean, for it, giant giant companies becoming even good. bigger either. But Tencent like is Tencent's beyond the pale, well, man. You also chose a pretty well, bad week to side with Tencent, considering that they just destroyed their entire uh, games media business this week. I really haven't even been on like you know like looked at news really in the last two weeks. I've been kind of on vacation, so it's been well. It's been they kind fired of pretty much all of their I employees. Yeah, ten cent ROI. Yeah, ten cent. What do they do? Ten cent employees. Ten cents journalists, Dan. Not ten cents employees. Oh, 
Yeah. Tencent okay. isn't only in gaming, by the way. His media, oh, no, yeah, their sure. media business. <laughs> yeah, the media. The giant media conglomerate, yes. Mostly they yeah, killed they're, 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 they're garbage, too. I hate them also. Just putting that out there. That's a strong word, but, it, you know. Listen, yeah, I, here's I the thing. I just consume games. It can have whatever name it has on that, you know, screen that pops up. doesn't matter to me. You know, I want quality games. All right, and that's that's it. That's all I want. And 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 what these guys do in, in you know back and forth on Twitter and how powerful social media is, and and it just it just drives me nuts. And people get you know sucked into it like it's some kind of they don't care. They literally don't care. They will say whatever. You, Phil is a wordsmith. Jim Ryan, not so much. He just says random garbage, and it, it's it's just like what what is happening? Like just give me some games. How about that? Just give me some games. We're in good shape. That's what I want. Games. I don't even know Thank what you. to do right now. I don't even know what to do. All right. Um, it's been great being back, guys. I will see you next week. Comparing. Uh, we're talk yeah, about, comparing. Yeah. So, whew, what do I even say at this point? I will say that. Uh, <laughs> They're all garbage, man. At the end of the day, the bottom line is what matters most. Uh for these guys and these companies but a huge caveat there is a significant difference in how some of these companies behave towards both their employees and their fan bases to one another and i think that's worth calling out as well and which corporations mm-hmm. are part of totalitarian regimes also. <laughs> throw that out there throw that out there maybe as a yes yes and, and there is a all right travis but enough about american imperialism come on <laughs> next topic game i will also say that uh dan just to counter you a bit here and, and not to continue okay. on uh <laughs> Because you can't, we don't have to take Dan seriously, all right? No, I know, I know, I know, I know, no, no, but I'm just Microsoft is the same as Denzel. I'm just gonna sit here and watch the chaos unfold now. I I know, no, but let me finish the statement, please. Go, Ains. Think about the difference. We talked about this like two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Think about the difference with PlayStation now under Jim Ryan versus Sean Layden, right? Oh, I miss Sean Layden. Thank you. So you just proved my point. Leaders make a difference. These guys are not all the same. The way they behave is not all the same. Yes, the bottom line is what matters at the end of the day. Obviously, they're in charge of multi-billion dollar divisions and corporations. However, there is a vast difference in some of these guys, gals, whoever, and how they behave, what they do behind the scenes, how they handle themselves. So I think we do need to recognize that. Right. I mean, I I can't. Here's the thing with Layden. He was basically Phil for Xbox or for Sony, right? He was he was just he was relatable. But you hate doesn't Phil. mean that you know really in the <laughs> in the end relatable. Stop. I mean relatable to to he tries to relate to the gamers, tries to play up to their you know what their expectations are. Oh, we're doing this for you, and here's this, and and then obviously he left. Probably if I'm just I'm just speculating here, but I'm guessing it's because Sony didn't like his messaging. And wanted something a lot more, you know, you know, fist to the face kind of stuff. And then they got Jim Ryan. And that's not playing route very well for him, at least not here and, you know, on social media. So, it, you know, I, I don't think Layden, I think he was a nice guy, much like Phil. Nice guy, probably. I don't think his intentions are any different. They want money. They want your money. And they're going to do whatever it takes to get it. And let me see the opposite. <laughs> That's it. That's all it is. Dan has Less trust issues. Let me back up <laughs> Ains by saying the opposite of what Ains said. Um, I, yes, you know, 
the one thing I would say on this is that you shouldn't judge anything about these people as people based on the persona that you see either on Twitter, in press releases, or even in mixers or wherever you talked with Phil oh, uh, about Ains, uh, which is uh, which is good somewhat to think about sometimes because Jim yeah. is probably not as bad as you think he is. Phil is not as good as you might think he is. Um, and one of the things that you see, if you've ever sat down and had a lunch with like a politician, just maybe even your local representative, um, one of the things you get is you get people that are really good at managing optics and self-image. It's very hard to get a handle on uh, exactly how much they're calculating, what they're saying, why they're saying it, what they're talking about. Phil is uh, Phil could have been a politician. Um, uh, Jim Ryan could have as well. He just would have been more annoying um, in, in political spheres. So you, you just don't make it people. Don't make it about people. Look at the policies. Uh, corporations are not your friends, which doesn't mean that they can't make good products because one of the ways they make money is making you happy. Um, right. But that doesn't mean that they actually care about you. And that's Phil as well. Phil probably cares about people. He cannot possibly care about the millions of people that buy Xboxes, True. not on an individual basis. Yeah, so just, and, just remember unless, that. Unless you have 10,000 yeah, followers. I, I, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you, Hogue. I, I just think um, I don't care if, if corporations care about me. I just, you know, they care about my dollars. So our interests are aligned because I have dollars to spend. And <laughs> the thing I care about with leadership is are the decisions you're making consistent? Are you, do you have a vision for your company? You stand for something and you follow through with that. And at least in recent memory, Microsoft is, is consistent with what they want. At least they don't, they don't, they, they say that they have this vision and they, they act on it. Even when you, you think to themselves, wait, doesn't that work against what you're saying? And they go, well, it doesn't matter because we're, we have this mantra, this manifesto and we're following it and we're going to see. Yeah, we have a grander means. vision for a bigger pie. Exactly. Uh, so you do that kind of long-term visioning. And what you've got right now is Sony doing the Kermit arms gift because yeah, they're, one they're of the things they came into the generation with was this notion that we're going to keep going the same way. Xbox says we're losing that way. Let's do something else. And then Sony is clearly pivoting hard um, and they're, and they're flailing in doing so. And they, I, they think there's blood in the water based on the freaking CMA report, which is Jim, you're getting it's bad crazy. advice. Yeah. Uh, on 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 that but like to to go and really be this aggressive is not building that pie i mean outside of microsoft wanting all your money if they can get it uh they're also invested in making gaming industry the gaming industry more profitable overall and this has to be bugging them internally as well because mommy and daddy fighting is not good is not a good no. look um yeah. and and that's that's not the direction anybody should want this to go yeah, they're also yep. allies in a way because they're working Absolutely. very hard to keep enormous businesses out of the games industry. Uh, and when they fight, it creates instability, which gives people like Amazon a possible foothold. Asking Bezos to come in. Yeah, Google. Like, th this is not good for us. I mean, you know, it, it, you know, there's more competitors in the gaming space that could be good, but how some of them will choose to use their weight uh, could be scary, uh, especially Amazon. So, oh, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, we could talk for hours about that. I mean, the dynamism of the market, Let's do particularly it. in technology and video this? games, is one of the reasons why <laughs> some of the stuff the CMA says and the FTC is so ridiculous. That we we live in one of the most fantastic industries on earth because people are constantly breaking off and making a new product and becoming respawn, or people are constantly going between companies. And if Microsoft bought everything on earth, what you'd see is the freaking reinvention uh, of Activision and the reinvention of Electronic Arts and all the things we saw happen in the 80s uh, and early 90s. That's what this can do because all that talent lives in people, not in corporate structures. 
So there's a lot of extra consternation about consolidation that's unwarranted because it is such a damn dynamic environment. Sorry. No, no, that's perfect. (laughs) That is, uh, that's perfect and got us mostly back on track. Let's get out of talking about the CCP, shall we? Oh, I, I would, uh, except for the super chats that came raining in uh, okay. as Dan uh, was going on his tirade. That's good content. You're welcome. <laughs> so uh, coming with a freaking red star shirt next week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm coming in with the, the hammer and sickle. Yep. Uh, uh, plague injected with the is that that's not Australian because Australian is AUS typically. So. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, $10 Super Chat. Microsoft isn't going to make Call of Duty exclusive. They will just try to negotiate something out of Sony after that three-year extension runs out to keep it going. Okay, so the main fight here is that that makes a lot of sense. And Microsoft, that makes a lot of sense right now. Sony says that makes a lot of sense. Sony knows this, but internally, they they want paper. They want promises. And they'd prefer them to be enforced by a third party regulator. And they would prefer even further to have that enforced because they need to be protected from the bad, evil Microsoft and we're the good guys and they need to be kept in their place and to get that PR. That That's what this is about. Yes, Phil and uh, I can't remember, Satya, go out there and say we're going to keep Call of Duty on, on PlayStation, which makes sense. But even Microsoft's response to Jim Ryan's out of nowhere mental breakdown tirade was, oh, we would never take it off the market leader, which if you're really following closely at home, kids, is a subtweet towards... Well, you're the market leader right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of one of those things that we, you know, you see when, when, when they bought Bethesda, I think a lot of people said, well, you don't pay this much money to put it on a different platform. And that's true with mo- most Bethesda games. Activision's a lot different because a lot of their stuff is microtransaction based. I think what a year ago it was like five or six billion dollars that Call of Duty alone made in microtransactions. Microsoft isn't stupid. You know, they're going to try to get this game into as many, you know, players' hands as possible. They they want to take maybe, you know, it, it would be ridiculous to do that because that's where the money's made on these games. It's not from paying. Right now. It's right now. Right, right I mean, now. Like you, right, yeah. you can see a world in which Microsoft says, yeah, we keep it on Sony. It's $70. Hell, it's $80. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's also that's on Game Pass. And you just try right. to scroll people over until it's like, actually, it's just, it just doesn't make sense for us to support that environment anymore now that you're third place. Sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, like Sony is legitimate in like being concerned. But the answer to that isn't this deal somehow now trips laws that have never read this way in 100 years. So, right. I mean, like that's the trick that you have. Yeah. I don't blame Sony for being concerned. I don't blame Sony for the Kermit arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to use those Kermit arms to actually do work and not just fly about in the middle of the air. <laughs> it's not yes. Kermit arms if they're doing work then. Right. Well, so we have those to, are just regular see, arms. This is, this is We have to take those Kermit arms and we have to, we, they can still be Kermit arms. This, they have to this be is, This is a very tortured metaphor. Though. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Moving well, on. I, I assure you this makes a ton of sense, Travis. <laughs> Plague injected. Thank you very much. Don Lionheart yeah, back in you. the chat. He says, uh, $5 super chat. A giant company that's prone to doing evil things because it's a giant company. Quote, end quote. How very San Franciscan of you, Travis. Hey, I, I mean, late stage capitalism, it's got some issues. And large companies, you know, they have a lot of power, which means they can do a lot of harm. They can also do a lot of good. I don't hate corporations, but uh, I'm wary of them. I'm a little suspicious, as we all should be. So, you should be that San Francisco institution that manages any level of power. I won't be prone to do bad things, though. You know what it is? Is I'm just suspicious of 
people and also you know the more power you have the more suspicious i am so that's all <laughs> uh thank you don uh lucius augustus back five dollar super chat this is just corporate hate which i'm typically for but the comparison one to 10 cent is crazy dan it is sorry no, no. <laughs> it is it in is the bad. end they're all the same they're all the same oh boy yeah. I'm oh, muting Dan and moving on. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Lucy. Trying to get out of here for kickoff, Dan. Yeah, Enron <laughs> is the same thing as we haven't even gotten to the main topic yet because of this. <laughs> I mean, isn't the You're title of this I'm... video Call of Duty so important? So yeah, pretty much, that... pretty much. Yeah, we're we're kind of on it. That's fair. Yeah, That's fair. Dan yeah. Lazaro in the house, five dollar super chat. Dan's been listening to too much rage against the machine. Phil's a good guy. I'm yeah. telling you, you have no idea on Phil. I I'm telling you that I'm going to give him the best compliment I can give him, which is he is a masterclass, very high level public relations and communications type guy, which means you have no freaking idea. Yep. I mean, you know I, some of I, us here have met him. I think he's a good guy. I also think Jim Ryan's probably a good guy, but you know, who knows? I uh, met him yeah. is not good enough. I'm just telling you it's not. I will agree with both that he, he absolutely, I've said it many times, a masterclass of what he does. There's no doubt about that. He is also a good guy. Yeah. I know former presidents that were really good orators. I will too. I can say more after I'm not gonna stay on the air, but I'll say more afterwards. That's all. Okay. Good enough. Uh, Gecko Gamer, 10 euro super chat. This is the corporate version of international relations. Big superpowers that duke it out while smaller powers find sleek ways to exploit power imbalances. Power imbalances. Sorry. I was trying to figure out what you were trying to say there. I don't know if I sure, I mean I played Tropico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, the digital Gecko, devolver yeah. is building a banana republic. Is that the idea here? Yeah. <laughs> so much commentary. Gecko, thank you as always, man. Appreciate you. Uh, he also follows up with another two euros of chat. We need a video game UN, United Nations. <laughs> I don't know if that would help us. I think that it would was be as ESA. effective as the UN. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ESA was about as effective. Yeah. <laughs> gecko thank you so much as always man appreciate you uh highlander where am i highlander 001 in the house with the five dollar super chat can Is this there can back... be only one <laughs> that's true can this backfire on sony when they make deals for exclusive modes and timed exclusives they're never going to be playing in these leagues, right? So I did mention this when I <laughs> talked about this, which is that, yeah, they get a, you know, they get beta early on, you know, uh, Modern Warfare, whatever, whatever this stuff. They get Final Fantasy 16. These are not remotely in the same leagues. And they Sony can't gather $70 billion, uh, certainly not in cash, uh, to, to give to a, a company's shareholders. So one of the things that they're flailing against is that Microsoft has spent 20 years not opening up its piggy bank to really fully enter gaming. Uh, that we had essentially existed in a test prototype phase for what xbox could be and phil you want to talk about what phil really did it's phil convinced microsoft to go all in um and that's changed the dynamic and sony knows they can't compete on cash money and as i've said in other places in this place sony then has to get weird um and sony has been to some extent bungie's a weird deal there are other weird things that they have done and now they have taken that to the next level of maybe we can wield the government against microsoft because the government already hates microsoft uh, this is known for decades yeah, um, yep. and so, uh, Sony's given it the old they don't know how to use computers. That's my theory. Well, there's man, I, you want me to go on for 90 minutes about the internet <laughs> explorer case? Um, in any event, Come uh, on. so, so yes, you could see them swinging around on this, but like even the Bungie deal isn't remotely like the Activision deal. Certainly none of the other crap you see people bring up embracer all the time. Embracer has spent like six cents 
in money compared to everybody <laughs> else. They are assembling like the B team Avengers. Like, you know, the folks from uh, the, the uh, multiverse of madness, they're assembling that crew for, for nickels on the dollar. And they're the Thunderbolts. Gonna, yeah. I think it's going to work out for them. Uh, but like it, it ain't even remotely close. You could show me all 128 developer teams or whatever that they have. And like, not one of them fits into the freaking lobby of Treyarch or whatever. So yeah. it's it's completely different. But no, it's, it's not going to really backfire. The stuff that's going to backfire on Sony, I think, is if I'm Microsoft, I'm running ads. As soon as I actually take over Activision that talks about how Call of Duty is so damn important that I that other platforms can't survive without it. Uh, and, you know, like that kind of thing is what I'm running all day and every day. But I'm also doing what Phil did this last day, which is, no, we would never raise prices in this economy. That's just mean to people. So, yep, yep. <laughs> knocked it that, right I out think, of the park. That, that yeah. is more likely to backfire on them than this. Like the, the fact that, you know, they they showed their market influence by they sure effectively increasing did. the price of all consoles in all the markets except yep. the United States. We talked about that and a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's, it's crazy that they did that. And then they're turning to Microsoft like, how dare you, sir? <laughs> how, <laughs> how dare, dare you? you? You have so much influence <laughs> in this industry. It's like, yo, <laughs> yo, yeah, they're all part uh, of the monopoly, though. <clears throat> Randall Thor 19 in the house. Good to see you, man. $10 super chat. Thank you very much. He says 40 chess here. Phil's low balling with three years, knowing full well they can make PlayStation regulars feel like they won, quote, something by setting it up for 10 years, which they are prepared for anyway. They'll never give I don't 10. Think so that's yeah, too no much way. of a monetary commitment. But you might be right in terms. I, I, so Phil's low ball. Okay. All right. Microsoft's strategy was to get everybody on board. They give up the stuff to the union. They've tried to give up stuff to Sony. They're trying to give up stuff at low ball levels that they don't otherwise care about. Because if they get everybody on board at the same time, they think they don't have problems. Sony says, no, screw that. Uh, and then it goes on for nine months. Yes, Sony's betting that they can get more out of the regulators. Xbox, like I said, is still holding the cards that honestly, they probably win in court if the FTC tries to push it. So you've got this kind of weird dynamic where you've got three different parties all betting slash bluffing at each other, which is awesome for virtual legality and a lawyer like me, but not so often for like having definite outcomes to all of this. Nobody's given 10 years because technology moves way, way too fast for 10 years. And understand Call of Duties don't come from the Call of Duty tree. Okay, this is Microsoft <laughs> spending hundreds of millions of dollars to make a Call of Duty happen. And it might come a point in time. I know it's difficult to see from the inside where it doesn't make sense to spend that money on that product. Right. Call of Duty has not been the top of video games forever in the entire history of the industry. Things move in cycles. And at some point, Call of Duty will not be at the top of the industry anymore. And Microsoft needs to be able to react to that. It cannot be a suicide pact they enter into to get this deal done. So, yes, I agree. I think five years is probably more likely, but maybe tacked onto the three that already exist so that Sony gets very little in any event. And then you move on. It can't be perpetual. It can't be that long. I, fiduciary duties on the corporate side wouldn't allow you to enter into some kind of perpetual obligation to spend hundreds of millions of dollars making a product. Exactly. Yeah, I, and, I, think, I, I don't think the consent decree will ask for more than, you know, Activision's planned Call of Duties for, right? <laughs> We don't even know that there will be Call of Duties after five years. Yeah, Rand Rand followed up in chat just now. He said he's just using 10 years as an example. I think he was meaning like 
further out than three years. Yeah, I see I seven as the absolute maximum because that's the average of generations. And if I'm sitting there, I would I would argue, I would fight hard against anything that was more than seven. I, but it won't even be that long. Remember, Microsoft is trying to set the swim lanes. Microsoft is trying to get these regulators to want something that they otherwise are happy to agree to. Like that's yep. the process for the last nine months. That's why they float out there. We're fine giving Call of Duty to PlayStation for a while. And yeah, if it's four years, if it's five years, they already are seemingly obliged till 2024. Uh, we figure it out. It's going to be fine. But if it gets past that, then Microsoft says, you don't have a case. And then we really start to see fireworks. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Rand, thank you for the super chat. Uh, over to Mr. Badbit. Dan, 2024. $2 super chat. Yeah, I'll do that. Yep. Will his platform be? Wait, isn't your argument that they're all the same? So you would be one of them if you were... Dan's evil. I knew yes, it all. No. Actual, no, what, you, what you need to understand is I would basically... Destroy everything and rebuild it all from the from the bottom up. Sound like, like another just, populist know. president I know about. <laughs> no, I would get rid of like Funny, I, I would, I I would go set age limits for all this stuff. There, Travis. He's gone. Um, no, I think Dan said they're all the same, right? So his campaign platform is why not me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I work cheap. We're all, we're all bad. So. Why not me? Yeah, it's yeah. a very inspiring <laughs> message of hope and uh, yeah. I don't, I don't need I don't need monies from lobbies and crazy stuff like that. I just I just want you know just, I I would just go around smacking people in the face like what are you doing that for? Stop being the you know you know that 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 that's what would be my campaign. So mostly like It'd idiocracy. Be, yeah. Right. Like what? Why are you an idiot? You're, you're, you're uh, gone. You're gone. You're, I can't you're, your this. your campaign slogan would be Ooga Booga. Yeah. Stop making us dumber. <laughs> Moving on. So, yeah. yeah. Super chat. Thank you, uh, Joe. I appreciate you. Tal, $10 yeah, super chat. People want to talk to you. Yeah, people want to chat, Dan. Sub chat. Sub big casters. I think big cast has taken some notes from Iron Lord's podcast, and I suggest a five-hour podcast all in favor. I, no. and so it has been instated. It's fine. You're just going to get it without me. <laughs> yeah. Or me. Uh, so let me know who wants to host. I'll Dan. be here, but I'll be napping on this couch behind me. Be my, <laughs> the last three hours. If you want a hot ten cent takes, just find my YouTube channel, which doesn't exist. So nice. We'll be good. Surprisingly, Dan's YouTube channel is actually full of really incendiary rhetoric about the Communist Party. It's really my YouTube crazy. channel yeah, is crazy. literally a it's 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 one video of my son's graduation uh, that's really poorly shot on like an old Android phone. Well, so, I've also been hosting the Naked HD account on your profile. Sure, so, yeah. <laughs> sure. It's got a couple million subs already. Sure. all right so thank you guys appreciate you uh appreciate the the sidetrack here so call of duty uh can i talk about Warzone now go nuts <laughs> have we not already started the war zone names yes this right this was it this was it what um so uh, I'll be quick on this one, but Call of Duty next presentation, like I said, they talked more about Modern Warfare 2, the campaign and or the, the multiplayer suite. So we've kind of covered that. They've got uh, Warzone Mobile is coming, which is big news if you're a mobile BR fan. Call of Duty Mobile, PUBG Mobile are huge games in terms of the global community. So that's a big thing. Uh, but most interesting to, I think, the people I've been speaking with is Warzone 2.0. So strange name. I don't like the whole Warzone 2.0 approach, but that's what they're going with. But regardless... It's good um, enough for anthemains. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, I, th I think it's. Uh, I think it's to. This to, one's going to release. Right. <laughs> Isn't it to mark to to like notate that it's that it's the same game, but they're 
they're making it a new version, which you used to just call that two, but two means it's a separate game and they don't want that. They well, want they're swapping engines out completely. I don't know. Yeah, yeah this is you carry a... all your stuff forward with you, don't you? On your account. I, I don't. So it. So part of what the, you talking about current Warzone? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know okay. what what they're doing with 2.0 is to, to Hoag's point. They've built this one from the ground up. It's a brand new map. It's the biggest Call of Duty map, including prior war zones that they've ever made. Um, it has a lot of new features in it, including things like uh, aquatic combat. You can shoot underwater, through water, it has boats, helicopters, all kinds of like 12 new vehicles. Um, it has kind of classic Call of Duty multiplayer maps within the BR map, something that was uh, supposedly leaked about the Halo VR that's coming. Uh, but like Airport and Terminal and some of those other famous Call of Duty multiplayer maps are within the map and you can find them and battle on them. Um, See, now it, I just uh, want them to actually have multiplayer games going on within those war zones and you just drop in with a parachute and just screw up all the team stuff uh, <laughs> within, a, within a fight. Well, interestingly enough, not directly related to that, but there are regions in the map now that are AI controlled where you can kind of battle with AI and real players and, uh, you know, okay. unlock other things kind of, uh, the, one of the most interesting things they're trying out in this is they said that in certain games, there will be multiple circles. So battle Royale, of course, has one circle that closes and closes and closes on all the games you play. Uh, what they're doing here is there'll be like three circles that show up and they slowly there. And then it all condenses down into one at the end. Uh, kind of a new thing that they're, you know, trying with the the uh, battle royale formula. Uh, there's a lot of other things they're doing too. They're taking some cues from Apex, like they have upgradable weapons and stuff within the systems. You can pay to bring people back. Um, so a lot of advancements in terms of um, just Warzone in general. And what they're doing is they're launching this on November 16th, a few weeks after Modern Warfare 2, and it's Modern Warfare 2 aligned is the word they're using, meaning that the the suite of gunplay weaponry how it feels, et cetera, is going to match in Warzone 2.0 as it does in Modern Warfare 2. And this is their platform for the foreseeable future because remember, we're not getting a Call of Duty next year, like a Call of Duty mainline entry next year. So this is their kind of platform uh, that they're going to build upon for the next, for you know, so whenever we get the next Call of Duty is. Um, when was the last time we had a year without a Call of Duty? Almost 20 uh, years ago, Black I think. Ops 4. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. Uh <laughs> black ops 4 i was like uh, wait what um so were i saying, think were you saying was that a joke that that game wasn't good or okay cool. it wasn't finished and it wasn't, it wasn't good. finished yeah yeah that's what happened with the whole vanguard and all that stuff but anyway they did mention that uh over 125 million people have played the original warzone and obviously with modern warfare 2 and uh new warzone and all that they kind of expect this to be higher which is kind of crazy when you think about it like what games in the industry, mainline console games, you know, even free to play are being played by 125 million people. So well, being played is too strong, right? Those stats are always fun, right? Because I they played are. Warzone. I played Warzone once. Said blah. Yeah, you're I'm, one of, one of the, I'm one of the 125 million, right? You are. But they do that for every game nowadays, right? I mean, I'm not say, fit, no, of course, go find yeah. the highest number you can. I'm just saying, like, eh. well, I, we do. I, we I watched. Do. I found it one. You know, it's like Last Jedi, right, Trev? <laughs> don't start please don't start um <laughs> but we know that uh we do know that warzone as it stands today is still one of the most played games on the market i think yeah. it's like two or Very three popular. on live now and uh makes billion as dan referenced earlier the billions of tra microtransactions so um 
Yeah, they love their gulags. the market. They love their gulags. And the gulags change too, which is really interesting. What they're doing there. So when you die, you actually go. People remember the gulag from Warzone One. You go one on one against someone. If you kill them, you come back. The new one Here, is. Here's my proposal. Can I oh. propose a new Warzone 2.0? If you die in Warzone, you go into a gulag with one other player, and you have to play a card game against no. them. And if you win the no. card game, then you get to go back. Okay. Are you with this, me, Hogue? I'm trying to this, get the Hogue vote this, here. This is why leaders can matter, Dan. See, this, this would destroy Warzone as we know it. That's okay. Just, <laughs> I would miss nothing. If it was a good card game, that diversity of gameplay, you know, it's like, okay, I'm already shooting things in the Warzone, and then I get killed and I go to Gulag, and I have to shoot more things? Like, give me, give me, where's the variety? You know what I mean? Can <laughs> I, I can already hear the chat talking about this damn nerd game in the Gulag. Yeah. 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 I, I do you think, people huh? would, would people you would just quit would the game in? when they go to the gulag and start. Here's over. the problem, Travis, and when one of the main reasons why something like that wouldn't happen is like I wouldn't like playing Warzone, so I wouldn't find myself in the gulag. And the people that do like Warzone who find themselves in the gulag aren't happy playing the card game. So here we are. I really cannot get over the casual use of the word gulag. It'd be like <laughs> it'd be like if if like Warzone came out and they they named it like you know. <laughs> Anyway, internment, internment camp, and you're like, yeah. oh, you got to go to the internment camp, and you're like, oh, it's a little, I don't know, why'd you use that phrase? It's yeah, weird. a little, a little rough. Um, so what they do in this one is instead of one v one, it's two v two, and you get placed at with a teammate who you do not know, um, and it has proximity chat. So like, if I die, I'll suddenly mean. drop in with, you know, Mister. Uh, I don't know, some gamer tag that I have to play with and win. And if we win, we both come back and we go back to our separate teams or squads. And if not, you're dead. Um, funny enough, Mr. Or Mr. Orange in the chat says you should die and go into a zombies mode, last standing returns. That's actually a pretty cool idea. I like that. Drop like do eight. it for Halloween. You don't, you don't like my card back. idea? No, I'm leaving the card idea. Okay. On the side of the road, yeah. You have to build an arcade paradise first before someone else. <laughs> a lot of people have played that because of your recommendation on here, by the way. It's going on my top 10 list, folks. <laughs> anyway. You know, um, okay, can I just say that, that Hoag's top 10 list has about 50 games on it, if this shows any indication? <laughs> he says it's going on my top 10 list like three times an episode. Like, his te his top 10 list is enormous. It's eight? It, yeah. It's eight games right now. I keep trying. No. I, somebody go through all the episodes this year and find all the times Hoag has said it's going on my top 10 list. It's a lot. It, this list is a little suspicious. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Some money's being exchanged. It's there's a thankless some job, of, folks, but I promise you, it's not over There's 10. a grift here. There's a grift. I can sense it. <laughs> from the from the uh, arcade paradise people, what do they have? No, like a dollar fifty. It's big hoag. It's like it's like you know Oprah's favorite things. Like there's something. This these aren't all her favorite things. There was they're some putting money they're putting the quote here. that, and he's getting kickbacks for on my That's top right. ten list. But there's like 19 games on the That's list. All I'm saying, somebody. I don't. I don't know if we have big enough fans to where somebody would actually do this, but. Go through. It's a lot of times you said it. Don't <laughs> trust Big Hogue. Good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Um, anyway, Warzone 2.0 is November 16th. Like I said, uh, like less than three weeks after the launch of Modern Warfare 2. So you can get in, play your campaign, get used to multiplayer, and then drop into Warzone. It is free to play. They did mention the DMZ mode, which is like Tarkov. They've got an awful lot coming for this. There's a lot more I could talk to. The presentation was long. 
and there is a lot of info out there. Uh, you can find it on our site. You can find it on the official Call of Duty site, obviously, but check it out. Basically, when I finished watching that presentation and they went through all the features, all the technicalities, all the stuff between Warzone, Modern Warfare 2, and Mobile, I thought to myself, this is what eight studios worth of AAA development does for you. This is what thousands of developers can do. Like, I mean, the, the money invested into this as their future platform is bonkers. Um, but well, speaking all of their games. So is bonkers a, yeah. is that a legal term hug? Do you see that in contracts for you? You should. I mean, I don't bonkers. see why you wouldn't. Yeah. I, Travis, you'd be surprised at what I see in contracts. Not all, <laughs> not all lawyers are good. All right. Uh, Most lawyers aren't good. <laughs> gotcha. Oof. Oof. Got him. Got him. Um, so let's jump over. Yeah. Why I get paid. <laughs> Rudy let's... Giuliani's a lawyer. I just want to throw that out there. Anyway. You're not oh. wrong. Oof. <laughs> Oof. You went. Ted Cruz no, is a lawyer. Nose planted. Let's jump over to State of Play and the let's combine with the RGG uh, presentation as well. So, Dan, I'll bring you it's back around here. <laughs> Uh, a lot of Yakuza is coming, and it's not called Yakuza anymore. So, here, here forth, it will be known as Like a Dragon. Um, so, we have, just to summarize for people, Like a Dragon 8, which is the direct sequel to Like a Dragon. Like a Dragon. Uh, I was going to say, yeah. can you help me out here? Because this seems like the stupidest thing on Earth, Dan. Am I wrong in thinking that y Yakuza 7 is called Like a Dragon? Yeah, Yakuza is. 7 is... is you can't story. rename your series one of the subtitles from a <laughs> sub-episode of the existing series. Hold on. Hold on. So, so Hold Like on. a Dragon they is... Didn't. It, they didn't. Yeah, Ryu Gakutuku is, is Like a Dragon in Japanese. Correct. They're, the name so, of their studio is Like a Dragon. Their, the name of their studio is Like a Dragon, and the series is called Like a Dragon in Japan. So this is yeah. more of a the way they're branding it in American <clears> thing than a name change thing. Right. And IGN had an interview with one of the directors at RGG basically explaining why they're doing this. And they were saying that because they're hitting so many different time periods and they're hitting all of all these different aspects of this now that calling it Yakuza didn't really seem to make sense anymore because it doesn't even really tie into what people think of with Yakuza. That was their reasoning for it. But but, but just, in, just to be clear, in America, that all makes sense to me, right? It's Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest. Got it. But like... um seven here in the west it can't be like a dragon like a dragon like i don't accept it <laughs> like a dragon squared no it, it, we have to we have to work on the title well, it's seven. not it's not seven it's yakuza like a dragon it doesn't have the seven. Oh, there is a seven the seven is book of life or whatever yeah. um yeah yeah so, exactly so it, they they saved it the name so yakuza mainline games are all one story and then the like a dragon it has like a dragon on it it is side stories or presumably will be continuing uh, Ichiban's story in future in like a dragon like a dragon like, 2 like no it would be yakuza like a dragon 2 i thought they were dumping yakuza i'm not understanding this news i me neither but only because it's too early but they clearly have a plan to keep the mainline yakuza game separate from this new like a dragon branding that's my impression and if i'm wrong when they come out with the second Ichiban game, whatever that ends up being Just called. Like a dragon, like a dragon. I'll admit like it. Dragon. I think right now it's too well, no. early to say. So, so yeah. if we would have gone through them here. So the next, the sequel to, <laughs> this could be tough because it's only going to further your guys' point, but the sequel yeah. to Like a Dragon, right, yeah. Yeah. is yeah. actually called Like a Dragon colon subtitle, which is to be defined. Right now they're just calling it Like a Dragon 8, but it's going to have a title. 
right? Okay, so that makes okay. sense because that's, that's if you dump Yakuza and you call it like a dragon, that's where Yakuza used would have been. Yep. Correct. But like, yes. what do so we that, call like a dragon now? So that's coming in 2024. That's TBD. And then okay. there's two other titles. Uh, so like a dragon, Ishin is the one that is finally coming west. That released in 2014 in Japan. It's okay. coming west in February. Uh, so that's that one. And then there's like a dragon, Gaiden, which is coming sometime next year as well. So all three of these so are t- titled like too. a dragon. I got to tell you, more power to you. I love this series, folks. I, I you're great. You're a great studio. Good luck. <laughs> Dan's gonna buy them all. We know that. So and Dan will help I us mean, work through if it's a new game. I will or also not. buy them all. These games are amazing. <laughs> is Judgment? Amazing. Is it getting a like a dragon? Judgment? Is it getting no. brought into the series? D- judgment no. is part no. of the Yakuza series. So judgment is judgment separate. Was, judgment was no, called it, Judge Eyes in Japan. It's just called Judgment. Yeah. It's just translated. Well, but over. Judgment Two is Lost, Lost Judgment is still Lost Judgment in Japan. They yes. got rid of Judge but, Eyes. That I don't know for sure what that's. Yeah, Judge Eyes in in was is what the original Judgment was called in Japan. I don't know if it's Judge Eyes Two. I never really looked that one. No, up. it's Lost Judgment. They had a whole post Lost, about it. They're unifying the names. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah I remember that. Yep. In any so, event, yeah, I mean, this has been wordplay with Rick. Uh, thanks. Be, you do have to be an informed consumer to play the series. I think is your point, which yeah. most people aren't. So. Well, I'm just saying that the, the biggest problem I have for it is that like like a dragon is used right now on a product. Um, right. and I find that to be confusing. Yeah. Well, it just yeah, it would just basically be like instead of be like a dragon colon, you know, sandwich or something, you yeah. know. I mean whatever but I think right now Yakuza like a dragon can't be Yakuza like a dragon. Like that needs a rename. For you think so? The way I see it is there's the Yakuza series that has uh, numbers at the end of it, which means it's part of Yakuza. There's Judgment, which is its own series. Then there's the Like a Dragon series, which has presumably numbers at the end of it, like Ain said, Like a Dragon. No, but they're getting rid of Yakuza completely as a name, right? So the sequel to Yakuza Like a Dragon is going to be Like a Dragon Truth of the Babe, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, well, so no, like it'll they, be two, it'll be two if it's Ichiban, and then it'll have a colon if it's an unrelated story. So they have like four <laughs> series right now: Yakuza, Judgment, Like a Dragon, and then the Like a Dragon spinoffs that have colons and subtitles. There you go. Like, that one like a double dragon is what the <laughs> sequel should be. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, lots of Yakuza because it's much be easier awesome. to refer to it as that. Lots yeah. of Yakuza coming uh, from RGG. And uh, not only in the West, but on all platforms. All the games they announced are coming to Xbox, PlayStation. I believe Switch is in their PC. So, uh, And Judgment, they also announced the Judgment and Lost Judgment are coming to PC as well. So, um, I think they already good news. did. Good news. Yeah. Uh, there was something yeah, this... extra about it, Dan. I apologize. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is, this is. I mean, out of all the news that happened while I was gone for two weeks, this is the only one I ever actually cared about. Um, this is amazing. I literally downloaded three Yakuza games to start playing the story over. Um, still going to skip three because it's, you know, hot garbage. Uh, other than that, it's, it's, this is awesome. I, I've been waiting for Ishin to come over to the West for a long time. Um, I'm going to, I'm curious how they're going to do it. They, they, they're using Unreal 4, I think, in it. They uh, said it's, after... yeah, they said it's a, 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 a it's remade. Uh, they also did clarify there will be no English dub for it. So just to prepare yeah, it everyone. It doesn't matter because only heathens listen to it in English. 
um mistake <laughs> they should yeah. no it's terrible like a dragon's Gosh. approachability man i would i would probably wouldn't have played those games if uh if i didn't play like a dragon well i mean like yakuza english, zero doesn't english have one. was great i mean it's it, it doesn't have english dubs they, they, they there's, there's I know, some and, games that don't have it yeah and, it, and that's they, okay. they get they get played less they have, <laughs> i just don't know why you would why would you turn it not provide it as an option it it, it improved like that's a dragon for me so much more so i, I would just yeah, maybe it's an engine thing i have no idea there's yeah, all the other they, games. Uh, well, Judgment and stuff. I want them they to use... sell copies of this game, Dan. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I would love, I would love Inclusivity. it. Inclusivity. Know, I don't care about everybody else. But yeah, th- th- this is good news. I-, I don't know what game is. I know it's the like in between 6 and Like a Dragon, you know, with Ichiban. So it's like something, you know, it's bridging that gap, which is cool. Uh, not supposed to be super long. But Ishin's been the one that all the people here have been wanting for a long time there was another one called kitchen i don't know if that one's ever going to make it over here there was also one for the psp i think mm. it was it was like but it was like a side like kind of like a tekken street fighter kind of like the combat was like side by side kind of stuff it was kind of oh, okay. basic oh. that was it but it was just another spin-off like there's so many of those games out there there was dead souls which was a zombie killing one that just used the same characters these guys are just they, they just throw out the stuff and it's good like the stories are fun and the the stuff that you can do between the stories is mostly good um it's no card game in eso but it's 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 good you know there's like hostess stuff and <laughs> all right anyway oh, i'll stop talking about this I, I used most of my time for the uh the tencent and uh microsoft comparison so i will yield to uh what Those else was shown series. I like how you think that you have a limited amount of time and then Hogan and I just talk for like an hour. <laughs> it's strategic, Travis. I like to, you he know. P- picks his points, picks his points. Yeah, you got to pick your points. All right. Shout out to real so quick. Much, yeah, yeah, no. I, Mr. I, Badbit took a, did a great job, Joe, you know, filling in for me, you know, the first week. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Pretty much did exactly the impression of me. Uh, I, I love him. Did a great job. Also Puerto Rican. So kind of checked Worked that box. Out. Yeah, he jumped right yeah, in. Jumped right good. in. Um, so remainder of, uh, back to state of play, right? That was RGG kind of did their separate thing. Like I said, but state of play. And like I said, we've got Nintendo direct and state of play to comment. And I'm not going to mention every single game shown because we just don't have time to go through them. I'll touch on the, the core ones here, or the kind of, I should say major ones. If there's anything else you want to touch on guys, let me know, but state of play. So we got Tekken eight, which, uh, you know, if you're a big Tekken fan that looked to be from what I've heard from people, it looked to blow people away. Tekken. Yeah, I mean, it looks like Tekken. You guys don't like Tekken? Uh, uh, Tekken's fine. I like Tekken better than Street Fighter, probably. Whoa. You um, know, actually, man. a lot of people feel that way. I'm more of a There's Street a, Fighter Tekken guy, has a huge yeah. audience. Yeah, no doubt. And this one really has people excited, ground up. They, they came out afterwards and said um, there are no reused resources from Tekken 7. It's all brand new. Um, and they gave some other details, which is pr- it's really impressive. So, yeah. They don't skip uh, the gym days, I tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I know. They get guys get bigger and bigger every game. <clears throat> um, we did get a couple PSVR2 things and and separately outside of the state of play, we got the first PSVR2 impressions this week from the major sites. They showed Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, uh Galaxy's yeah. Edge, excuse me. And is it Demio or Demeo? I'm not sure. Actually, uh, I don't the, know either. No idea. Demio. Demio. I play it. It's a great game uh on VR. I've uh, heard really good things about it it's, uh, it's from really Cog good. and others. Yeah. yeah um so what is uh, galaxy's edge is that the, the thing in disney 
Uh, it's yeah, an advertisement so they, to go to Disney World. It is, okay. but yeah, so yeah. it's like a it's an in-app um, virtual right. tour of the park. Um, it's not bad. It's not good. Called <laughs> Get excite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're showing PSVR two off more. We still don't have a date or price, uh, but mm. you know they're showing it more. Um, then get really excited, guys, because they showed PlayStation stars and your ability to get digital collectibles. Do we think those were NFTs like a, like a moment ago? Do we mm. think those were that was going to be an NFT program? That it's got that feel to it for sure. It has that feel to it because yeah. the one mm. thing that it, like okay, you've got these things hovering in the black void of space. How are you not showing like what what is the interaction point? Do I get a little trophy case? Is this a menu? Well, this is like half ass. I swear to God, it's because it was some other program, and they're like you're reshuffling it to try to make it work for now. Yeah, I feel like it was an Astro's Playroom or something. Didn't they have like a thing where you collected like old stuff? You know, those little dioramas are certainly look like they're in the like the little plastic right. pods in in Astro's. But you got all those. It's like collect this PlayStation Three. It's like literally you gave that for free in your free game with PlayStation Five. So like, what do you want me to be excited about? No, dumb. Yeah, that was weird. Um, we did get Stellar Blade, which is the new name for Project Eve. Uh, which has now been apparently switched over to a PlayStation exclusive uh, and coming 20. I think that one was 2024, but it, uh, that's yeah. Three. Have a oh, three it's 2023. Sorry. Um, Rise of the Ronin is the next one. Yeah. yeah the only 2023. Um, but this was originally debuted Project Eve as coming to Xbox. So this was kind of a interesting announcement that they got the name, they got the trailer and then a PlayStation console exclusive. So obviously some money was exchanged and, uh, you know, something happened behind the scenes. We're not really sure yet about this one. Yeah. Well, no I mean, I don't know what it is. It's I feel like I've seen it and I don't remember it. Third person sword swinging anime alien fighting adventure thing. Yeah. Mm. Yep, exactly. Uh, then we got Rise of the Ronin, which is the other game team. You Ninja. In duality. Did, did we have any thoughts on that? Go for I don't it. Care this. Yeah. No, I was just curious. I mean, I, I I like you know little mech based combat, and it has a little it has a little egg shaped mech thing. I don't know if it'll be any good. the The problem is, Sin Duality and Stellar Blade kind of leaned into each other, being you know action action games of that type. I just was curious if anybody had any thoughts. It didn't do much for me. I mean, uh, but it's it's not the type of game that would. It's not for me, so that's okay. fine. Did Stellar yeah. Blade? Nope. Okay. No, I'm just not into those types of games personally. I mean, I know plenty of people are. It's it's a no Stellar Blade. I actually tweeted this out. Stellar Blade starts with an in cockpit view of you like coming into a city, and I thought, hey, maybe we're getting a, maybe we're getting some kind of flight something that isn't a third person action adventure melee combat oriented thing. And I no, those hopes were dashed about ten seconds after I thought it. <laughs> um, Rise of the Ronin is the one I was probably more interested in, which is the other Team Ninja game they're working on. It's coming in 2024. This is also a PlayStation console exclusive, according to the trailer. Um, me, personally, I just like Team Ninja games. Fast combat that's challenging and tough. Um, kind of like Wolong seems to be. So uh, interested in seeing this, but kind of interested, again, seeing another uh, multiple console exclusives in this space, um, especially one from Team Ninja here, but there it is. What, what, what are the chances it's just like a regular action game like an action without souls-like combat or being some kind of roguelite or some kind of weird like it's just like well, a, the trailer framed it as an open world it looked like an assassin right yeah it's, def 
that's kind of what I thought it was at first when I first saw it, and the eagle comes down and swoops in and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is, is some kind of Assassin's Creed-ish, Ghost of Tsushima kind of thing, or is it Sekiro or Wolong? You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea what to think. I know Team Ninjas. Yeah, I mean, you know, this isn't going to do much for you. This isn't going to do much for you, Dan. But it says you are a Ronin, a warrior free from all masters and bonds, as you and your as your destiny intertwines with story characters. Take part in an immersive, combat-focused action experience. That's our description. Yeah, it sounds like Ghost of Tsushima. Maybe. It doesn't sound like anything. That could be any game. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see. So we'll see more of that, obviously. And then, uh, you know, it wasn't a super long show. Uh, then we got the announcement that there's going to be a God of War Ragnarok Dual Sense, you know, controller that you can order. And God, then I, we... hope, I thought that might be their mic drop. When they did that intro on the controller, it was so delightful. I was like, and then cut to, that's our show. That would have been hilarious, actually. That would have been awesome. Um, And then they, of course, showed the story trailer for Ragnarok, which I have not watched. So please, as I put Uh in the notes, I've gone completely dark on Ragnarok. Did you play God of War 1? You being serious? Yeah. (laughs) Well, in terms of content... I'm saying, uh, did you play God of War 1? Yeah, I've I've platinumed God of War 2018. Okay, yeah, then, then you saw the trailer. Yeah, pretty much. Damn it, Travis. Don't, don't do no, this. No. No, don't no. do this. Aang is allowed to be excited for God of War 1.3. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Chat, I need help, man. I need help. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm actually excited for this game. I just wanted to play into Hogue's uh, hate fantasy for a minute and just I don't take, have a hate take the wind out of your sails. I would have loved to get a nice hype-filled buzz on from that trailer. I'm going to need a lot more than that, friend. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Really? Dan, you feel the same way too? I do. You, no, so I, I mean, it, I didn't, what I saw, uh, it looked like, I mean, just not to give anything specific, it got a war one with some new stuff. I've taken some to calling enemies. it God of more, which I think they should have named the game personally. I, I don't think it's going to be quite as short as a lot of people are thinking it's going to be like, it's some kind of like left behind DLC or, you know, or, or man, it shouldn't be short. I mean, I don't. I think it's going to be just as it's going to have just as much stuff as the first one. It's just going to be. It's not. I don't. I also don't think it's going to be some kind of humongous step forward for the franchise or anything. Because I don't. You know, it's just telling them it's finishing up the story. It seems like that's. But th- th- that's all I, stuff. I, I mean, I didn't really get much out of the trailer. Enemy okay. diversity. Enemy diversity, I, please. Yeah, I've please. talked a lot about that. But I, at least in our, in the social circles I'm in, our Discord, etc., people were hyped after this trailer. So, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I haven't watched it, so I don't know. But people were pretty, My bad. pretty pumped up. So if you guys weren't, that's fine, of course. But when you guys said it's got a war 1.3. Well, it is. I, I, so I am, I am both hyped for it and recognize that there is certainly some truth to it just being God of more. More of the same. Uh, it's not a bad thing, but it, it is like, you know, the things I get hyped for is when I see something that like I've never seen in a game before that I think is going to be a game changer. I'm like, sure. oh, that's totally interesting. That's fresh. And you look at this and you're like, no, this is exactly what we thought God of War 2 is going to be, which is nice. Yeah. Which is nice. That's what but... Plague Injected said. He said God of War Ragnarok being more of the same is probably what the audience wants. So it's not a bad probably. thing. Probably. Probably. Not bad. Yeah. It's a good game. Eight out of 10. This will probably be the same. Excited. Something to be said about comfort food for sure. I mean, we don't sure. get enough of that anymore because yeah. you know, I like we know it's probably not going to be broken. Same right. thing. I, 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 it's funny, you know, I've played enough Valhalla that it's just like, yeah, oh God, all the Norse mythology crap. It's like, yeah, no, no thanks. 
I feel the same way about the the, the samurai stuff lately. Well, I got to tell you, when Rise of the Ronin comes out on its video, is there somebody at Ubisoft being like, Code Red, Jesus Christ? Like, are they are they just like, I? You waited too long, Ubisoft. Everybody's doing. I feel feel like there's there's enough to distinguish the Assassin's Creed universe because it's got the weird sci-fi subplot. It's got nobody likes that. That's the worst it's, part of it. I do actually. It's got no. The, you do not. Tell I me do. one plot point in the last three <laughs> future plots of Assassin's Creed. One plot point in the last three. Three. You get Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. To tell me well, one. We got, we got a new protagonist happened. in that time. Anything, just anything that happens, any one thing that happens in the future plot line. Uh, we got a new protagonist, and she met one of the characters that was in the past story. Not to give any. Spoilers away. There's some stuff going on in that story. They don't make good use of it. That's not my argument, Hogue. My argument is it's unique, and they can also break the samurai rules by having assassin stuff in there that's not doesn't really. No, make there'll sense be ninjas. Sudden, so, so I'm yeah. so no. I'm clear, Travis. I just want to understand. You're saying that your favorite part of the Assassin's Creed is when they're out of the Animus. No, not what I said at all. Okay. I said that you I like that part. part of it, I like that part. I think it distinguishes season. the series. And in the early Assassin's Creed, I was playing for that. I was playing for the, the, the long story that was happening over multiple games, where you know you were kind of piecing things together, and then it fell completely apart with Assassin's Creed Three, in my or like opinion. Kristen but... Bell's on your side, and then she betrays you, and then she's on your side, and she betrays you. Like it's, yeah. it's really well told. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not, but it is. It is. Yeah, man, there's so much potential in that first assassin. <laughs> I don't disagree with this assertion, yeah. by the way, Travis. I, I am, I am with you. It's like that made a lot of sense in the first one because I think the first one actually, as a game, is pretty dumpy, and so you have that kind of connecting tissue that gets you to two, which is a real advancement for the series. And then by the time you get to three, which you've already said is terrible, uh, you see exactly how little planning or how well they can handle that. And at that point, I think you're supposed to say, "Hey, they burned me." We're not going to focus on that anymore. And then you're walking through Ubisoft's fake video games headquarters. And then you're doing nonsense about things. But that actually had an interesting ending. Assassin's Creed. You're talking about Black Flag. Yes, that That, one. That actually wasn't the worst one. I thought that one was was better. Yeah. So I I just, my my point is that it has potential. They just never really used it. And to to your point, Hogue, they have sort of put that on the back burner for for the last couple of games and i think for a reason because the fan response has been eh, maybe less of that uh but i'm sort of like more of that just you know double down but make it better yeah but Put yeah but that, that's the, that's the problem is like i don't believe for them that they have the capability of telling that story and not sucking so that's when people say get Probably. rid of it it's like we don't believe in you anymore it's like three four Correct. three just stop you know it's Correct. like that kind I, of conversation i think they would be removing the one thing that makes them unique against all of the other stupid like ronin games that we've seen in, the, in this year I, i've also reviewed a lot of them so i feel like i'm especially burned out like i just <laughs> reviewed a lot of these games bring back man. tenchu you cowards yeah. uh <laughs> Didn't uh didn't from see that's from excuse me say that's how Sekiro started. It started as bringing Tenshu back. And then Tenshu? Yeah. Well, pretty you got sure past. Pretty sure that's true. Past my skill set. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good game though. Way past it. Such a good game though. You guys shouldn't doubt yourselves. Play no, that Sekiro game. makes me sad. Uh, I'm one hundred percent confident in my abilities. Sekiro's hard, man. Are you seriously like of all the from games? Like Sekiro, I think is the hardest. No, Sekiro really? makes me sad. Why does it make you sad? Oh, because advancement takes too long. I don't have that kind of time. Oh, <laughs> wow. 
you know I'm what? not good. Like, just I'm probably willing on, to sit here and say I'm not over, good. I'll blow through that game in in three hours, and you'll get to see you'll get to see it all. It'll be I'm not great. sure that's the gameplay experience you think it is, Travis. But I appreciate the invite. <laughs> maybe you haven't. Maybe you haven't seen somebody play it. As as I, I was going to say he doesn't have that much time, and that triggered in my head, Travis. You have not asked him about his journey on Xenoblade. Yeah, same, Three, same. Chapter four. Let's hear Xenoblade. No four. update, huh? Chapter four. Excellent. Excellent. Nice. We're in what we call a stall. I will say though, Hogue, I have friends who now are nearing the end of the game and they're sort of agreeing with my review more, which okay. is very vindicating, I must say. So well, I, I, look, you'll I'm get stalled. there. You'll get there in 2027. I'm excited for that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got a couple super chats that just rolled in. Mr. Gio Rio in the house with the 20 euro super chat. Hi guys. Any thoughts on is that Skabma? Skabma? Snowfall? Skabma Snowfall. It reminds me of Kina in many ways. Um, he's playing Nino Kuni, uh, Wrath of the White White Witch, excuse me, which released on Game Pass. Yes, which was a very nice surprise from TGS for uh, Xbox cool. players. Uh, God of War is going to blow everyone away. Um, and thoughts on PS getting exclusive Hogwarts Quest and Xbox the year after. Enjoy. Stupid. Yeah, I, so I didn't touch on the Hogwarts one. Uh, Who is can. a fan of that? Who is out here like, oh, I love it. That's such a good well, Because what's a Sony good. fan supposed to do? Yes, yes, sirree. We get to go into that shop basement, Xbox losers. <laughs> yeah. If you're playing Hogwarts Legacy, you're already a loser, so you can't really flex. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. Harry Potter's super dorky. Uh, but yeah, I, this is stupid. When you see stuff like this, it's just fundraising. It's part of the community. It's part of the industry you wish you could get rid of, but you probably need it around. And it, it, nobody likes this. This is stupid. Yeah, agreed. It's not good. Agreed. Um, so, I, I don't know anything about Scabma Snowfall. Do you guys? No. I don't. I've never I've looked it up. I have no idea. Still don't know. It looks cute. I guess that's the best looks way I can cute. describe it. Cute it is the word. Cute. Okay. All right. We're not allowed to. Yeah. We're not allowed to mock cute down here, Travis. We had like a fifteen-minute discussion of Dreamlight Valley mushrooms last week. Which, I by did, the way, I never described that game as cute, but yeah. I installed it. I haven't played it, but I did install it based on you guys' recommendations, and I got several people tell me it's nowhere near as. I don't know the word, but like nowhere near as polished or as a complete kind of. Not polished. What was the what was the word they sent me? Uh, nowhere near. A, it, like they basically said, it feels like a mobile game. It doesn't feel like a AAA game compared to what you guys were what saying game? last week. I mean, Dreamlight you're bringing out a party user. I can't tell you. It doesn't yeah. have any mobile monetization at present. Yeah, yeah Dan, you missed it last week. We had a big conversation. On I mean, it, it's in early I, I watched. I watched like the first. I, I just. I didn't know, hear what the game he said. I watched it last week on the Disney way back. Dreamlight Valley. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is an early access. It feels like it is unpolished and unfinished, but it do it definitely doesn't feel like a mobile game. As somebody who has played some of those mobile games, mobile uh, games can get pretty bad. I think people people anyway. who say it feels like a mobile game almost universally do not play mobile games. You ever notice that? <laughs> they don't because they say it like it's a bad thing, and it's like, do you play mobile games though? And they're like, nah. Why would I play that? Category? It's more of used as a derogatory statement. <laughs> exactly. <You're right. laughs> but it's yeah. like you, you, some mobile games are really good, and like I don't, I, I just, I don't get it. Yeah. Gio, thank you very much for the generous 20-year super chat, man. And I like that you get your money's worth, man. You've got like five different comments in there. I adore it. It's good. Thank you. <laughs> good. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Hey, the character limit, you work within it, you get it done. There you go. Rob Frawley, the second $5 super chat. Ho, at Hogue. Yes, 
please do a virtual legality on past Internet Explorer case and current Microsoft efforts to retire Internet Explorer to Windows yet again. Retire. I assume you mean Edge, not Internet Explorer. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of videos that I do. You could probably search for Microsoft. You can't search for Microsoft, can you? Well, maybe I can find them. There's definitely part of this Activision deal that I have a back half that talks about the Microsoft 90s cases. Because basically everybody on the internet gets them wrong. I mean, the, the, one of the issues with it is that the Department of Justice did overreach. They got a, a, a win and then they didn't have a win. And then they wound up settling because the Department of Justice knew they couldn't press it anymore. And in that entire time, Internet Explorer lost all of its market share. Anyway, again, dynamic. Um, and so there's a whole lot of stuff that people think applies to that case that absolutely doesn't. Uh, but I definitely talked about it on the channel somewhere, but I have a thousand and ninety episodes. So I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> Do you actually uh, have over a thousand episodes? Well, I have 715 virtual legality propers and I have a thousand and ninety-three videos uploaded to the channel. Uh, so those are um other things, including virtual legalities that are extra. They're not uh, they're not numbered if I don't think that they relate specifically to business or law. I like That's that he had a, you talking. I like that he had the exact number and ready to go for you. I think it's 93. It could be like 92 uh -huh. or 90. I mean, it's you know, I do eight a week or whatever, but yeah. All right. And then Mariana Pampa in the house with the ten dollar super chat. Just want to say this episode is great. Everyone hit that like button. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, this has been uh this has been a doozy. <laughs> Are we even close to done with the run of show? We can't Thank you. Done. Yes, yes, I gotta yes. go. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now we. Uh, so that was uh, state of play. And uh, did you like it though? Did you play Dreamlight Valley? Me? He didn't Me? say yeah. he turned it no, off. I, I, think I, I didn't play. Didn't play it. It I did install it on your guys' recommendation. He got spooked. He got spooked by randos on the internet. <laughs> guys, Genshin Impact can be played on the mobile phone. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand the. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're going to uh, touch on Nintendo Direct, too. I want to touch on that real quick. Um, because Better same show, day, sure, yeah. Yes, yeah. same day as State of Play showed a lot more, many more, I should say, games than the State of Play Fondly. did. Fondly. Um, a lot of these, uh, like I said, not, not going to touch on the whole run, but here's kind of some of the key ones, add anything you want to. So we got new Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Engage kicked off the show. We've got Octopath Traveler 2 announced and coming pretty soon, uh, February 24th of next year. Uh, look to be another Switch exclusive, at least at launch. Uh, yeah, it'll be a launch one. That's what Square Enix does with those. Yeah. Then we've got uh, probably the best Square-named game ever called Various Daylife, which uh, just another, it looks same font, same crazy name as everything Square Enix. They're, they're a very Let's interesting company Octopath right Traveler now. Traveler font and logo design. This was an Apple Arcade game that they made with Apple Money uh, a couple of years ago, and now they're releasing on consoles. Okay, thank you, you sir. Talk about sounds like mobile. Yeah. <laughs> we got uh, Miyamoto showed up. This was my favorite part of the show because it was the, the biggest kind of uh, non-surprise for me ever. He shows up. He shows Pikmin Bloom, which is an augmented reality mobile game. And then he goes, and now for the main event. And I'm like, oh, oh, Miyamoto, main event, something big. And he goes, Pikmin 4. And I was like, oh. That's okay. a main event. Yeah. Pikmin's Pikmin awesome. is huge, man. Yeah, okay. what? Oh, sure, get out of God, here with this Ains. nonsense. Ains. Go back to Elden Ring. You have no soul. I will gladly go back to Elden Ring over Pikmin 4. Oh, come Pikmin. on. Pikmin is a Pikmin's lovely great. series. I'm yeah. not making fun of Pikmin. I'm just saying that when Miyamoto... Why are you picking on the men? <laughs> 
that's that's a reach there my friend <laughs> but miyamoto being the legend he is saying main event i got really excited like oh crap we haven't heard from miyamoto in a long time what do we got and he says pikmin 4 i always consider it lucky it's just not star fox zero two okay <laughs> pikmin 4 is a great choice yes i say pikmin 4 is worthy of a drum roll please not from no and he had a delightful pikmin shirt with the p and yeah. the flower miyamoto is a legend he's a legend yeah yeah, yeah. Have either of you guys beaten the Pikmin game? The sure. first one. No. I have not played Wait. Pikmin since Pikmin Sorry. 1. Hope House are adamant Pikmin players. Did you like Pikmin no. 1? Come on, that game was great. I game mean, Cube. I was okay with it back then. That's a long time ago now. Was that GameCube, right? Yeah, GameCube. Yeah. It's a great game. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, then we got Bayonetta 3 is finally launching, as we knew, on October 28th, which is the exact same day as Modern Warfare 2, funny enough. Um, or switch graphics in bayonetta meet in the middle on that trailer and it's like oh damn it's a switch game i forgot yeah yeah the switch i mean it was already showing its age back when it launched but <laughs> do you like uh, anime it's really showing its uh, that age but that trailer is so much like oh god you're trying to put so much on screen Guys, and, oh. it's a mobile game Travis is stuck on this. He's stuck on it. All Switch then, games are mobile games. And then, of course, we got uh, Legend of Zelda, the, the Breath of the Wild sequel, which is going to be called Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, you're going with Tears? Is it is it Tears? No, it's Tears. Of course it's Tears. Oh. But, I mean, like, you've got pieces of the kingdom ripped up and floating. It's a homophone. Tears of the Kingdom. Water. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> God. That's coming uh, May 12th. 2023 we got a little teaser for it but not a whole lot of uh do we have any notion of why they held on to this name for so long i thought it was going to be like legend of zelda yes you play a zelda like i didn't know what the hell the title was going to be why would you hide it for years it's actually going to be uh legend of zelda like a dragon i think the The only thing i thought was interesting about that trailer really at all was that the logo behind the legend of zelda is like an uh ouroboros uh and it's like okay are we are we uh are we linking to the past i mean is this are we are we doing some fun stuff with this yeah i don't know i don't know i guess we're gonna see but at least we have a date for it it's probably i was trying to think of any release date we have into the second quarter of next year i don't remember another game having a a major game having a release date this far out but may 12th is it so we'll see i hope that it's better than breath of the wild may 12th is said to be it for Correct. now. Correct. By the way, I forgot to ask you, are you still on the Ragnarok gets delayed train? No, actually, I think that one on this day to play, I was at, I'll be fully honest with you. I was actually expecting that. Uh, well, and because we're so hard at work at this, we're very sorry to do this, but it'll be, you know, January 23rd or whatever. Um, so no, I think that was their last exit point. Um, so I will, I will rescind and declare my wrongness. I believe it is coming out in November. I, I, I'm not guaranteeing polish. We'll see. <laughs> I really I don't think there's any way they release God of War sequel literally their well Spider-Man is probably their top but you know beloved IP unpolished I don't think it matters if you're trying to hit a window they're not magicians that, well, all, all true that's a, all that's true. another word that has two meanings depending on how you pronounce it <laughs> they're, yeah they're also not cd project red so <laughs> isn't it, you didn't get it, you didn't get a lot of sleep last night did you No, isn't it interesting <laughs> that cyberpunk didn't have polish but it did have polish anyway <laughs> let's move on i don't want to hear a word about anything i can't I say. do this 
after that. I one. can't do this. No. Oh man. <laughs> Anything else from the Nintendo Direct jump out to you? How excited are you for Tears of the Kingdom? Not as much as Octopath Traveler 2. Not as much as Pikmin 4. Not as much as Fire Emblem. Boom! Fire Emblem. You want to talk about weird vibes. Like that that Fire Emblem name and like the pulling character. This is this is funny to me, is maybe it's an internal thing, but you start pulling characters from other series, and my brain is immediately like, oh, you don't believe in you don't believe in this story you're telling. And then you give it like this weird, I don't know, YouTube Korean singer kind of looking person as your main character. And uh and I'm like, this feels like a non fire emblem like am i to take engage to mean it's not mainline is this gaiden like what what is this game do we know I'm excited they're going back to the i don't know the combat when they i mean know, they don't whatever, use whatever. they don't use numbers anymore for fire emblem right so engage can be its own name it also means nothing it sounds like a freaking energy drink yeah I, <laughs> like, to me it looks like they're pulling from all the different games obviously with you know all the different characters and the rings maybe that has i have no idea exactly yeah but like really, maybe i've I just mean, been burned too much but it reminds me of like uh dissidia it's like okay so it's gonna be garbage and you're gonna get to see Celis and lock i mean it's like it's yeah, i was trying to see if i could find any info on it real quick while you were talking there's not so a that's, whole lot for whatever reason watching this my instinct was is like oh it's it's somehow it's side story or look we're gonna grab all the fire emblem characters from everywhere uh you know like a like the fire emblem warriors or something like that so i don't know I yeah, do not like the hair in the eyes. Very generic description. Use hero summoning strategies to defeat an ancient threat in a brand new Fire Emblem game. Summon valiant heroes like Marth and Celica, is it? Alongside a new cast of characters engage in turn-based tactical combat against a, a great new evil. It launches on January 20th. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Okay. That's, that might make <laughs> yeah. me turn my Switch back on, man. That Fair enough. Like Fire Emblem. I mean, Mario and Rabbids, I'm more excited about on tactic side. So, yes, me too. Uh, and then, of course, the last thing uh, that became another just hilarious thing this week was Goldeneye finally got revealed, even though we've known yes. about it for like two years. Uh, supposedly, really? the the build of the game that is on the Xbox and coming to Game Pass is different than the one coming to the Switch. It has no online. And, so and the Xbox version has no online play. <laughs> which oh i bet you had a field day with this one on your channel hug i did i did a whole video well because i think a lot of the reporters were reporting on it wrong and i don't blame them because it was all confused among like what these two said at the same time because xbox goes out with its press release immediately uh as it gets announced on the nintendo direct and it's like okay so if i'm parsing this correctly these are two different these are two different games. Like they're they're trying not to say that exactly, but like yep. there's references to the ninety nine their nineteen ninety seven game. Like this is like this is two different. Yeah, it's two oh, different my. game. Like re, yeah, it's I I think I think Nintendo wanted to make Goldeneye and Xbox wanted to make Goldeneye, and some sort of dark alchemic agreement was made that they could both <laughs> release their versions of it because Xbox tried to release their version as part of uh, the um, Rare Replay. It was supposed to be in there. We know that from leaks and from data mining. And it's been around for a while. I've also yeah. played a version of it because it leaked. Some somebody just put the game out there in its entirety a while ago. Uh, I think presumably to kind of force the world to see it and then maybe get players to put pressure on companies to put it out there. But I'm glad it's happening. I I don't think Goldeneye is a very good game. I I think people are going to be very disappointed by 
what they thought was a good shooter when it was actually just the best shooter <laughs> on a Nintendo console. Um, but uh, I, I'm excited that it exists and it's going to be back out there. But I, I think people are going to be disappointed, Hug. I really do. Be that graphic games? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said before Hug goes, I said the exact same thing, Travis. I said this game was amazing when it released 25 years ago. I don't think it was. It was. <laughs> It wow. was. I don't, I don't it, think it was amazing when it, it was five years ago. I was a kid when it came out. I was the target audience. Hug is leaving. Honestly, I really, I, I don't like. I, I mean, I guess I played shooters on PC, so like I knew what. A, you said a you were a kid, was. so obviously your opinion was ill-informed at the time. So really? let's educate yeah. you like, on. Wasn't how it made good for Halo me? is built off of concepts that Goldeneye helped originate to bring FPSs to consoles. Travis, could, he couldn't hold back. Everything that you freaking know about first-person shooters goes through that evolutionary. It doesn't make it a good game. Yeah, it could be no. It doesn't make it a good game. It could be bad. It's a good game. People did not have a psychotic mass delusion when GoldenEye was a very popular game. That is not what happened, right? So, I mean, most people can be wrong. I just feel like uh, the reason. (laughs) The reason. (laughs) Most people are often having fun. (laughs) Yeah. Though I, I, all I'm saying is that I, I think a lot of people, they thought GoldenEye was better than it was because it was the first shooter they got to play on the console that they owned, which was the Nintendo console. It wasn't but even, the even, even, even contextualized in the time period it came out, it wasn't a fantastic shooter. You're wrong. For the time period it came out, you're dead wrong. No, dude, is, there were so many. just a good... lack of seasoning. No, yeah, I play. This was my era. I, was a, I came up in this era, but there were better shooters mm. on PC at this time. The PC- there might have been better shooters on PC, but that's not, that doesn't detract from how good Goldeneye was. At the that's time. my point, is that I think people think it was good because they had never played a shooter before. No, before. I have. I no, played no, them no. all. Goldeneye I- was very good. Really? No. Come no, on. Really? I had played the first-person shooters. I had played Doom. I had played Wolfenstein. I had played Dark Forces. I was fully immersed in first-person shooters. Goldeneye presented something different, something approachable, and something available on consoles that was vastly more fun than a number of those. Uh, in in PC land, it was something different, and yes, it's the exact evolutionary parent of everything we ultimately wound up getting. They solved a lot of those issues. I will agree with you. It's a progenitor that it that it that it got us to console shooters. It got us Perfect Dark, which I think is better. I, I Perfect Dark I, is not better than Goldeneye, and Rare knows I think that. It is. I think it is. <laughs> well, you're wrong. And I I yeah, I just I I think that just because you started something, doesn't hell, mean man. you're a good example of it. So that's me. No, it's okay. I'm going to chalk this up to a lack of seasoning. You can't just do that. It's such a, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I can do it, and I did. Do you <laughs> take your mic off of your... <laughs> um, what, I, what I started to agree with you before you went complete tangent saying it was never a good game, and you're flat out wrong okay, about that. I don't want to say it's not a good game. I don't think it was as high up there as people think. That's not to what me, you said a, a minute ago. Like a 7 out of 10. To me, it's like a 7 out of 10. I was saying that we have since moved on substantially from GoldenEye, and going back to it now is not going to be the glorious moment I think a lot of people think it is. No. Uh, it's just no. interesting. But some in games its time, age really well. You could play them years later, and they still feel good, and some games you can't. I wonder if there's something to that in terms of quality. Yeah, go play Half-Life, Travis. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people still do. I can still play Halo Combat Evolved. How old was that game? That game feels great on original hardware. Feels great. It's... It, if you play it now, you you notice some shortcomings, and I'm well, about as big do. of a Halo stand as but, there is. But dude, come on, not like Goldeneye. Goldeneye no, not like Goldeneye. Like... It's far, it's far yeah. in front of Goldeneye. Yeah, 
That's what I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> it's a seven out of ten. People just people people got starry eyed because it was on a Nintendo console. That's what I think. Yes, yes. Everyone had a complete mass delusion for what wasn't even a very popular James Bond movie because it was the first time they ever played anything because there's no other explanation for people having fun with it. it makes a lot of sense. Hey, I'm a Turok stand myself. So Well Turok was freaking out as a contemporary. Turok. This is what this is what we're getting the bullshit from Travis on. It's the only shooter they had available to them. BS man. I mean, the only, game literally only, changed only relationships, you know, that I had with friends and especially my brother because we don't talk anymore. Um, That's right. And that was probably know, played a long, long time ago. Exactly. <laughs> right. Player. It was a proximity mine, you know, blowout is basically all it was with him. So I was just got, you know, now we were on, you know, very limited speaking terms. And that probably stems from Goldeneye. It was a masterpiece. Because <laughs> of, of, <laughs> he played you know, as uh, the hat throwing guy. What's his yeah, odd job. Odd job. Yeah. Odd job. Can't play on here. That's rude. <laughs> All right, boys. Let's go ahead and wrap this crazy episode up. It's been quite hilarious getting everyone back together this week. Chat, you've been awesome today. Thank you for hanging out with us. We're going to go ahead and close out. Remember that if you enjoy these episodes, have fun with us. Join us on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern, if possible. Otherwise, we always love seeing your comments and likes and everything else after the show. So thank you very much. Uh, Travis, I'll start with you this week, man. What you got going on? I got lots going on, man. Uh, check out all of my coverage of TGS, uh, which uh, should be live now. I think all the embargoes are up, so I can talk about all the stuff I played and showed you. Uh, nice. Yeah. Also did some Monster Hunter coverage for Monster Hunter Rise on the Switch. Did some uh, Mega Man Battle Network coverage. Uh, if you uh, The Legacy Collection that's also coming to Switch, is it? No, Xbox. I put it on Xbox. You really did do Capcom. Um, yeah, I mean, I went to their, their HQ and just played all their games so i covered a nice. bunch of their stuff um and then uh yeah my review of grounded should be out sometime soon this game is long guys i don't know if i'm gonna make the embargo but i'm gonna do my best i've got about 50 hours in it in like four days so uh i've been playing a lot of it i'm gonna play it right after this uh yeah follow me on twitter if you care about that if you like destiny you can watch me on the last word every thursday and uh thanks for tuning in and hearing all of my hot takes until next week <laughs> Sorry, uh, I was reading more Goldeneye comments as you said that. Hope that's me. Yes, <laughs> no, I, I'm doing, I, I hear you're guys. doing some videos once in a while. Yeah, no, I'm doing virtual guys. We'll have a hangouts and headlines about something tomorrow. Uh, we haven't picked out that uh, <laughs> yet. Uh, we've got Lawyers of Dragons on Saturdays. As I mentioned at the top of this video, we've got a store open now. So if you like any of that stuff. Or if you just want to get one of my daughter's dinosaur stickers, you know, we appreciate anything. My daughter's <laughs> amazing. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I had a lot of fun with this. You guys are incorrigible sometimes, uh, but I have fun on these. So yeah, check those things out if you feel like it. If you don't, you know, don't check them out. But negative reviews are okay too. All right, everybody. <laughs> and on season gaming uh give us some love on the audio side like i said if you're checking out so checking us out over there uh we love hearing from you as well uh this week we're gonna have articles on a number of things uh modern warfare 2 related a review as well as uh there's a band out there that makes songs a metal band that makes songs about video games which uh we are doing an interview with uh, i believe tomorrow so we'll look for that this week as well uh the video of this Ghost of Tsushima Jin statue will be up this week as well. So just keep an eye out. And uh, other than that, we've always got new stuff coming. So thank you as all for hanging out with us here at the Bitcast, your weekly gaming show covering all things Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, and PC with industry, technical, and legal. 
I almost said, <laughs> I almost said bias. I got to the last word and screwed it up. But anyway, you know who we are. Thank you for hanging out with us. We will stuff. <laughs> we will see you next Sunday. Oh no, hold on. We got a super chat literally as I'm closing from Gio, Gio Rio. Gio Rio with show. the last second super Rio chat. On the other show. <laughs> Five euro super chat. Casco up and the Halo conversation were also very nice. Gio, thank you so much, man. Yes, I for, even forgot to shout those out. So me, Joe, and Luke got back together. Casco up for the first time in a month this week. That's up on the channel. And I also brought together four other guys with myself. So a five-person panel on Halo Infinite. Bonnie Ross leaving 343 and the future of Infinite. Uh, and I brought together five people who know Halo Infinite and Halo in general, inside and out. I checked, and we have 3,000 combined hours in Halo Infinite, uh, the five of us. So we talked a lot about that. That was a over two-hour conversation as well. So if you're invested in Halo at all, you can check that out as well. Thank you, Gio. Thank you, everyone. We are now seriously leaving. We will see you next Sunday. Peace. Seriously.